This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on FUBAR Radio. It was weird. Um, uh, I got a frog in my throat. Uh, I've got a, a, fr- a throg in my throat. A throg in your throat. A throg. I've got a throg in my throat. Just as soon as I uh, press that button, something happens every week. Every week. <laughs> it's almost. It's almost. It's almost like we've planned it all in ahead of time. Uh, there's nothing about this show that uh, is unplanned. That's it. That's super slick. It's like Badil and Skinner <laughs> unplanned, but it's Helm and Metcalf planned. The, the rehearsal schedule for that show was really hard <laughs> on them. It almost, it almost split those two boys up. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? I, yeah, it feels like it's been much longer than... A, my name's Nick Helm. And my name's Nathaniel Metcalf. And together we are Toge- the Teenage Mutants. <laughs> um, together we are. Uh, uh, no, not together we are. My, name, uh, um, my name's Nick. And my name's Nat. And this is Fan Club. Fan you Club. You listen to Fan, Nick and Nat's Fan Club. It's not our Fan Club. It's, it's not, not for us. It's not, not a Fan, fan Club, club for, for us. For us, but it's uh, it's a, it's our club that we've created because we are fans of stuff. I'm explaining the show. I've never done that. No, we should do probably. No, <laughs> no, never explain. Never explain. Never explain. Let them work it out. They're all clever people. They're not all clever people. I have to say, <laughs> I posted a uh, Instagram picture of uh, uh, clearly, ironically, of uh, Mumford. Oh yes, I saw that. Mumford and Sons (laughs) posted on the undergrad. It said coming out November the sixteenth, and it was November the thirteenth. And I posted a picture saying three more sleeps. (laughs) And uh, the response on Instagram was uh, sincere. Hmm. Well, people must like them, otherwise we wouldn't be able to advertise on the underground. They they don't seem to like them, but what they seem to think was uh, it's much more easy to believe that I sincerely love Mumford and Sons than I was actually taking the piss. (laughs) I can't believe it! He's a Mumford and Sons fan! Oh, God, makes my ears bleed! And you go, yeah, that's the joke, isn't it? You're just really explaining explaining the joke to me. Whereas I was a little bit more savvy, because when I tweeted it, I uh, just wrote, oh, the queue for the men's is taking ages. So I made a joke, you know. But people still, I mean, seem to... It's just... Social media, isn't it? Mm. Um, punch those like buttons. If you <laughs> first rule of fan club is if you've uh, never heard of a fan club before, uh, you your friends are shit. Yes. And the second rule of fan club is uh, uh, get new friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're your new friends. That's it. We are your friends. We are your friends in a way. We well, are like your best friends. Um, but I, feel I hope like we're no one's best friends who's listening because that would feel like. Well, I, ho- I wish you well. <laughs> <laughs> if this is what this is it yeah um i think that, you know it's, it's all very well um listening to the radio but uh don't form a relationship with your radio no uh, uh, don't fuck your radio no thank you um don't take it to the bath with you dangerous um, Oh, this has gone in such dark <laughs> territory already. I know. Um, Keep no, it no, light. It's good. Keep it light. Um, here we are. I'm feeling all John Kernsey today. Keep it light. <laughs> um, we'll never get the Radio Two breakfast job at this rate. I'm just trying to think about what. Was, yeah, it feels like it was. A, this was a long week. It feels like a long week. It seems like a long time since I've seen you. Was it last week I saw you? Yeah, was here. Part of the problems that I found about it was that I knew that you were going to go and see Suspiria this week, and I was like, 
I wanted to text you and just be like, but I also wanted to save it for the day. Well, um, I did. I, I deliberately saved it for the day. I have. I saw your tweet. I, s- I know what you think of it. Oh. I know. I saw your bit. You know, I've, I've seen it. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, so uh, it's really good. Um, we're not like uh, if you've never listened to us before. We're not like lesser podcasts uh, where they <laughs> uh, beg for uh, uh, rating and reviews. And rating please and rate reviews. and review it. They say. Please rate and review it. They say. You know. Please. Please, please. like like it on yeah. things and um, subscribe to the. We're not like Richard Herring's Leicester Square. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're not like uh, we're, that's a really good podcast. It is very good. We're not good. like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not like any of the good podcasts. We're not like any of the good podcasts. We're not like Adam you. Buxton's one or anything. We're not like that. <laughs> no. um, uh, we wouldn't. We wouldn't lower ourselves to ask for anyone. To we don't need things go from on, you. Go on your iTunes and give us a five star rating. We wouldn't. We wouldn't ever lower ourselves to ask for that. One fucking can't give us three stars this week. You're kidding me. I'm not fucking kidding. I think they think they're being funny but this is a message to all of the listeners leave the comedy to us yes <laughs> <laughs> we were talking i mean i mean you know don't don't even don't even consider this to be a comedy podcast it's literally just therapy for me i mean i haven't even bothered putting on trousers today i'm wearing jogging bottoms <laughs> I didn't notice it. I'm wearing jogging you bottoms. Are as well, you I'm are, wearing yeah. jogging bottoms. I just really have lost a lot of hope this week. I had a bit of a tough week, and uh, but I only live around the corner. It's um, it's uh, it's only like a five minute walk for me. It's slightly long for you, isn't it? Is, it? No, yeah, it's about like, um, forty minutes, forty five minutes, like forty forty five minutes. But uh, today it's a jogging bottoms day. Um, the good thing about jogging bottoms is uh, you just pull them on. <laughs> and <laughs> go jogging. You just, you just get up, whack them on, and at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Have you ever heard uh, Mick Jagger's song about jogging? No, it's appalling, absolutely appalling. It's what? like one of his solo. Was it when jogging was new? Yeah, it was like a thing about jogging. Are we are we able to find that? Can athlete? we find? I think it's called jogging. And it's um, Mick Jagger, and I think Pete Tosh did it. It's like it's when Mick Jagger wasn't with the Rolling Stones, and so like he's trying things out, and it's like he's like someone's gone, the new thing is jogging, and he's gone, I've got it, I can write a song about jogging and catch the zeitgeist yeah. of all the guys going jogging. But the thing about <laughs> jogging is jogging never went away. No, it didn't. It came and it stayed. Um, you would think the song would be bigger, but um, it's not as well remembered as sympathy for the devil <laughs> which is weird given that the devil has gone away the devil nobody nobody believes in the devil anymore do they but i believe in jogging i watched, I watched uh, yeah i watched mark gattis's uh horror film documentary series that he did in yes. 2010 watched it on watched it on youtube uh, so the quality was uh, slightly below par because uh, whoever had <laughs> uploaded it had uploaded a, a, a low-res version, but I still enjoyed it. It's a good series. The writer of The Omen was saying uh, that if he did believe in the... He said, do you believe in the devil? He goes, if I did, I wouldn't have written this. <laughs> <laughs> said, well, I'm not messing with that. Um, so that not. suggests that he almost does in a funny way. Because he's not like he's like... No. Well, just be. <laughs> Thank you, just go. Do you believe in the devil? No. 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 <laughs> Do you believe in the devil? If I did, then I wouldn't have written this. 
but that would suggest that you must that believe you in are, the, you do believe in the the idea the that power of <laughs> lord satan if that's what you call him i don't know i don't know i don't know what his official title um, is well if i did call him lord satan then <laughs> i wouldn't have written this <laughs> i wouldn't have written this so it's um i don't know it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a hot potato isn't it it's, um I remember when I was at school, people would refer to the uh, the Omen films as uh, they would call them. Have you seen Damien Omen? As if it was like <laughs> that's his name. Well, we used to Damien call, Omen. We used to be like um, uh, George. Ah, oh, George was on last night. <laughs> George two, George the Revenge. <laughs> George George three D. Did you see George last night? Oh, George. I love George. It's funny, isn't it? Like back in the day, have you I seen think... George and Mildred? That's a weird, weird sitcom. Have you seen Jaws and Mildred? <laughs> it's when Mildred marries a shark. Um, we'd, we, yeah, but we'd be like, and then Jaws was after him. Uh, yeah, the shark isn't called Jaws. <laughs> it's funny. There's something I really like about seeing sort of sitcoms from the 70s. And George and Mildred's got a great bit where at the, the opening credits, George is, watch, um, um, George is watching Mildred cut a string of sausages as if they're actually emasculating him. So it cuts back to him as if he's in physical pain. And he goes, but this, none of this can happen unless, unless Mildred is like a witch, like a superior witch. And yeah. she's actually making these, making it emasculate him. Yeah. But otherwise, it would have no effect on him. He wouldn't see it and go, oh, wow. So that really hurts. So in the in the opening, what was George and Mildred? George and Mildred was it's, a bit like Terry and June. Yeah, right? yeah. And what the joke is that they're married. Yeah, but he's sort of, <laughs> she's kind of, I think it's almost, but he's the quite. The joke is that they live in a house and they're married. <laughs> this is our sitcom. It's so, it was so easy to get a sitcom made back then, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> What's your hook? Well, it's, it's about a couple. Uh, man and a woman? Man and a man? Woman and a woman? Man and a woman. Man and a woman. Uh, and they live in the street. But what, are they just like friends or something? Oh, no. Yeah? These two yeah. are married. No way. That's great. I love it. Eight seasons later. <laughs> we should probably add a neighbour character in to spice things up a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, that was like the way to do a sitcom, wasn't it? It's just like, mm. oh, a couple. And then maybe, maybe they have some kids. 2.4 children. Mm. What is that? That's like, I mean, that, that was like... It's a married. It's a married couple in a house, and they've got. They've got a couple of kids. I love it. I love it. Have they got a neighbour? Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you fucking kidding? Because they've got a fucking neighbour. Um, and then it's like it took. You know. Oh fucking hell! A king of queens. It were. Yeah. It's about. A, it's about a couple. They live in a house. Uh, have they got a neighbour? Better than that, they've got a father-in-law that lives with them. <laughs> right, that's brilliant. I love it. I wonder, though, if that's just something that no one pitches now. I wonder if you went into a picture meeting well, and went, uh, it's a couple and they live in a house. Yeah, but, that, and but that's... Um, maybe, they, well, maybe they don't pitch that anymore, but then it was just like ever-decreasing circles. What's the thing there? It's just like it's about a couple. They live in a house. <laughs> uh, have they got a neighbour? Yes. Oh, well, we've got one of them in. Yeah, but she fancies the neighbour. Oh! Right, yeah, we love it. And he's a very bitter man. Yeah. Okay. And then the good life is a couple. They live in a house. Oh, a man and a woman. They're self-sufficient. So self-sufficient. they have pigs and grow vegetables and uh, things. Have they got a neighbour? Yeah, yeah two, two of them. Of them. They're posh. Posh. And then you get... that's the, that's the, It's just a tiny little change, isn't it? A tiny little change. And then uh, and then you get to spaced. And then it's just like you've got a couple. They live in a house. Are they married? No. And you go, wow. 
Fuck me. You've absolutely... <laughs> you've all, redefined you've the redefined genre. You've redefined the genre. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird that, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't... Yeah. I don't know what to say about it. I've just... I've never thought about... Anyway, George and Mildred. What was George and Mildred's hook? It was that... Um, essentially that they're hook, a married couple... Hook, 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 he's, hook, hook, hook. <laughs> <laughs> that he sort of he's almost feels like he's put upon and that she's kind of overbearing because it's the 70s does he roll his eyes a lot i think he rolls eyes, and she rolls eyes at him and does he shake his head he shakes his head and he gets um he, 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 he suffers physical the, pain yeah he's got a mustache, guy with a yeah, mustache, mustache yeah. and sort of an overbite he's also in um ken russell's it's what's he called george <coughs> no he's not called george is he i can't remember his real name um he's also in ken russell's the devils where he's in sort of like quite a sort of very violent, very sort of weird psychosexual uh, uh, movie with very religious overtones. <laughs> so you go, that's weird that he's also in. Yeah, but it was like when uh, Eric Sykes was in uh, The Others. Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I love it when you see sort of yes. like uh, people come along and they do a bit uh, that's out of character, if, yeah. if they get away with it. Not like... When Mike Myers shows up in Inglorious Bastards. Yes, go, yeah. Why is he doing that? It is. I like that bit, but it, it really pulls you out of the film. It's a, well, it's like um, everyone else is kind of like, yeah, they've got regular hair and makeup and they've created a character in terms of uh, through their acting abilities. And Mike Myers is kind of like got like a, a wig on <laughs> a fake moustache but it is, it is like and in a different like film going, well that's really weird that is really weird because um, originally in Glorious Bastard I mean I, I, I was you were talking about it in the week weren't you mm. about like your favourite Quentin Tarantino that's film. my favourite one I think Glorious Bastards is my favourite one as well um I always felt, I think we were talking about it last week, but I was, I always felt like, because I was so young when I saw Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, I always kind, and I got the posters mm -hmm. and the VHSs and, and we all talked about them at school and, you know, you dress up in like a, you know, it was so cool and we always had the soundtracks and you dressed up in like uh, black suits and white shirts. And it was like, I always felt, I still feel, even though they're violent and incredibly kind of like sweary and all that stuff, I still feel like they're like uh, th th films of a 13-year-old boy. And I think mm. in many ways, Quentin Tarantino is a 13-year-old mm. boy that never really grew up. Um, and uh, so I, I think they're sort of... I, I, like, I like them, but I haven't re-watched them a lot. But Inglourious Bastards, I fucking love. I love it. I've watched it tons of but times. But the production of that was... I mean, it's a shame that we never got the film that he kept going on and on about. Wasn't it going to be a TV show at one point or something? Well, um, I, I don't know if it's going to... I don't know about the TV show. I know that originally he was going to cast, like, um, it was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone... Oh, right, yes, yes. Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler. And it was going to... It had, like, this huge cast. That's right, like, And it was going to be, like, um, the, a Dirty Dozens kind of cast. Mm. It's just like, oh, right. And it was, like, Men on a Mission, right. And he's doing his Inglorious Bastards thing. And I think that's really what he sold it as. And then when the cast got announced, and you go, wow, it's got Brad Pitt. Eli Roth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I suppose you can actually figure out who those characters would have been. Because there is the guy who's the... Uh, I guess Arnie would have been the sort of German officer who's the kind of... Um, What's he called? There's one of them who's who's sort of brought in, isn't there? Who's like, isn't he? Maybe he's Austrian. In fact, maybe he's Austrian. Who's brought into the? He, they rescue him from prison. Right. Who killed lots of um, lots of Nazis in that he was sort of enlisted with or something. Right. So he probably would have been a Nani character at one point in the 
And I think that Eli Roth character was the Adam Sandler yeah, character. Yeah, But sense. then I also think that um, he rewrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it. That was like announced years and years ago that he wanted to do a war yes, film yeah. with all of that uh, with all of that cast. Um, and I think the cast constantly changed. And maybe those are two two different uh, versions, versions of the cast. Yeah. And then, but I also think that he was going to write a Men on a Mission film, and then he realised that he actually wanted to make it a totally different film mm. uh, which is why you have a men on the mission film but you don't really get that yeah it's not that it's kind of like that film is happening somewhere else while the film that he's made is happening mm. and i think um yeah I, and i think that initially when you're watching it you're sort of disappointed you're sort of mourning the film that you didn't get Oh, I wasn't. I was very happy. I, I was. Uh... I think initially when the film started and it dawns on you that that's not what's going to happen, it's like, for me, it was like... But whilst at the same time, by the time the film ends, you go, that film was that fucking amazing. Yeah. The opening 15 oh, minutes... Oh, yeah, it's incredible. And just like... Uh, there's that bit and the scene in the bar are the two kind of... Where you're just sort of your arms folded and your legs crossed and kind of like... Oh God! Oh, really? God. But Incredibly tense. Classic Tarantino, sort of almost on the verge of self-indulgence, where yes. there's just scenes. The scenes are so long, and you go, "Come on, mate, speed it up a bit." But um, th- but those two scenes just totally benefit from 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 that, that I, sort of thing. I like the bit in the start where. Um they're talking in German, and then yes. Christoph Waltz says, yes. "Oh, do you mind if I speak?" And it's sort of like a joke to the audience think, to go, like, "Oh, that, that's that a great." Was, I was going to mention that as, uh, after you'd just finished talking, and then you'd said the thing that I was going <laughs> to say. It was uh, that's my favourite bit in mm. in any of his films, and it's also one of the best <coughs> jokes I've ever seen. In it's one of the best cinema jokes, yeah. Where you've got that isn't uh, one of them talking in Austrian. I don't want the, the French, isn't it? He's one French. of them's French and one of them is German, and they go, "Well, Sin is your French, and I'm German. Uh, why don't we both speak English? Yeah, uh, so that we can understand each other better." And it's almost like it's like a wink. It's almost like a Mike Myers joke yeah, yeah. where they would turn slowly to the camera <laughs> and then just uh, wink at them. But um, it's that's it. It's, it's very. It's that thing where it's saying something about cinema and watching a film, yeah. but it's it's sort of making a point of going, "We were guys." Even though this is serious, we're all, it's just a film and we're all like watching this like movie. That, like The Hunt for Red October when they're all speaking in Russian and then all of a sudden yeah, you think, I've learnt Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, they're just talking, they're just talking in English. And um, yeah, it's like that. Uh, but um, it's, it's like he's seen The Hunt for Red October and he's gone there, but there, there must be a cinematic device. that you, It must be like a line that you can do to explain it. Because yeah. in The Hunt for Red October, they're all speaking in Russian and then all of a sudden they just all start speaking in English. They go, right, we've done enough Russian now. Now we're just going to sort of... There's a scene where it sort of like merges from yes. one thing into the other and you go, right, now, now we're going to be speaking in English, but they're going to be speaking in Russian. So it's really clever. John McTiernan mm. was a really great director. Um, he was. I think, I think he's kind of getting his due now, isn't he? And I think um, people seem to be talking about more of his films as well. But the thing is, he didn't like have um, he didn't have a huge run of amazing films. He did uh, well. He did Predator, Die Hard, yeah. Hunt for Red October, and then Last Action Hero was a bomb. Mm. And then he did like the Thirteenth Warrior and Rollerball, and then he made some absolute fucking shit. And I, oh, Die Hard with a Vengeance mm. as well. Did he? Um, wasn't he in prison in between? He's been, he went to prison for recording uh, phone conversations. Did he really? I, d- I don't really know okay. the ins and outs of it, but yeah, he's it's quite fascinating. Though. I might do Google on that later. Let's do Google on it. Yeah. Let's talk about it next, next week. week. 
Mm. And if you want to join in, why don't you go do a Google on it as well? <laughs> um, we should probably do the gallery. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is to make the show a little bit more interactive, interactive. for you guys listening at home. Is that, um, it is the 1990s, do, so we should make it interactive. We're going to do a section where... Um, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a whole section, but um, what we're going to do is... Uh, keep sending in your fan art. Keep sending in your fan art. Yeah. And um, But we're also going to do a thing where we want you to send in your questions and suggestions. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll have a look at them, and then if anything sticks out, we'll watch it and talk about um talk about the, you know uh, i think we should probably try and watch the same oh it doesn't matter i don't want to overthink it do you know what um i'm a bit low energy today because i've had a bit of a w- tough week but um uh so sorry guys but um questions i feel like i felt like that bit was actually me doing the show properly, properly. <laughs> and it felt really weird it felt it felt like i'm it's out of place yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. But now we're going to go over to the uh, gallery. Let's have a look. So let's have a look at your fan art. By the way, we love your fan art. Yeah, please send it in. Um, uh, Neve Gur uh, did a, a, a cowboy thing last that week. That was great. And the detail on the cowboy thing was really brilliant. And it's nice that... Um, that I don't know. We made this show because we're such big fans of stuff. Hmm. Didn't we? But we never thought for a second. No, that, not at all. That, that our enthusiasm would uh, be so infectious uh, that we would uh, <laughs> inspire some of the great works of art in the world. Yeah, inspire some of the great artists of our time to uh, get in contact and draw us. So let's look at the look at what we've got been sent in this <clears throat> week. Nice bit there. That's a good one. Yeah, it's nice bits of red and uh, blue bits. But uh, another one there. That's right. So. Not a lot this week, actually, yeah, but, but uh, it's nice that they've nice tried. Nice to have a look. Nice to try, just the two, but um, brilliant. Um, so keep sending in that fan art. Keep sending in, well, start sending in your questions and suggestions. Hit that like button and punch that subscribe. <laughs> uh, uh, we've been told that Brian Murphy, of course, played uh, George in Georgia Mildred. Opposite Youth Joyce as uh, Mildred. Of course, Brian Murphy. Brian Murphy. Brian Murphy. <laughs> Um, what have you been up to this week, Nat? I'll tell you what I've been a fan of this week, what? Nick. Uh, the podcast, Fan Club. I was listening <laughs> to a couple of them. I think it's very good, this. I mean, this, it's a really funny show, and I'd recommend it to people listening. Yeah. I, I, uh, I embarrassed myself okay. by listening to one back, which I shouldn't, like, I shouldn't even admit that I've listened to one back. I was trying to catch up on them and get an idea of it, which is actually very helpful, I think, for the show. But I, uh, I was listening back and I found myself laughing on the tube. And not only is that embarrassing, but it's doubly embarrassing because inside I went, well, that's me. I was yeah. laughing at some, some things that we were saying to each other. And I felt, I felt, it's almost, we're through the looking glass now. It's like, this is like Inception. Well, I've done some fan art. Oh, yeah, so I've, uh, no, um, I listen back to it every so often to make sure that uh, I haven't ended my career. Yeah, said anything cause awful. Because it, it is live. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and you speak as live, and then it's kind of like, um, and so when you listen back to it, sometimes you hear something that really surprises you, and you go, oh, I can't believe I said that, or I don't know why I shared that, or whatever, but... Um, 
Yeah, I think it's. I think yeah, it's a good thing. But I also think that because you're listening to a natural live conversation, it's it is like you're almost listening to someone else. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I don't remember saying any of the things. I was going, oh, this is funny. Uh, I listen to our podcast when I'm kind of doing housework, and I listen to uh, my albums when I fuck. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, and th- my whole attitude to it is, um, if I wasn't, if I wasn't. 100% happy with what I was doing, you know, then um, then I, I wouldn't put it out there. But basically, my music that I write is, uh, is the best music that I think that I can create, and therefore it's the best music. That anyone's done ever. Why would I listen to anyone else if I didn't have 100% complete faith in myself? Exactly. I think um, Thingy does that. Andrew Lloyd Webber, I think, does that. Yeah, he only listens to his <laughs> own uh, Fucking hell, driving down the freeway, <laughs> listening to cats. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. I, I, I went to see, i tell you this, I went to see um, uh, cats, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, Beverly, Beverly Knight, was in it Beverly yeah. Knight yeah there Beverly is Knight. Beverly Knight Beverly Knight she was in uh, The Bodyguard and um, so The Bodyguard is, is, is a musical show mm-hmm. right based which, on the movie based on the movie which uh, I took my mum for like Mother's Day and or maybe it was her birthday right I say I took we went as a family right and uh, you're about to watch uh, The Bodyguard and you think fucking hell I love you mum this is going to be two and a half hours yeah. that I don't get about this is you're taking a bullet now uh, yeah absolutely I'm not I mean I like the film but the stage show has not got Kevin Costner in it mm-hmm. right um, well or Whitney Houston spoilers um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no wrong one there you go. Yeah. I never do the whole spoiler. And uh, don't go if you want to see Whitney Houston, the late th- Whitney Houston, and Kevin Costner. <laughs> I don't think it's on anymore. Um, but um, uh, 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 so we went to see that, and um, I was just thinking, fucking hell, two and a half hours. I'm never going to get back. Oh god, fuck! I've got to sit through all of this. And then uh, Beverly Knight came out and started singing, and it just was the best thing I'd ever seen. And by the end of it, we were all crying, and it was standing ovations all around. It was just one of the best things I've ever... It was simultaneously the worst and the best thing I'd ever seen, because the show was shit. <laughs> you know, it's like watching uh, children recreate their the favourite movie, <laughs> which is the bodyguard on stage, you know, and you just go, yeah. The, and it was kind of... Uh, so, so, so that was the, that wasn't. But she was absolutely incredible. I fell in love with her straight away. I just thought, wow, to the point that um, I went to see uh, Cats <laughs> because Beverly Knight was in it. Cats. Um, I went to see uh, a, a friend of mine took me uh, to uh, the theatre, and I owed her a theatre trip, right? And she got us quite good tickets to see. Well, very good tickets to see Gypsy. Right with Amelda Staunton in it, and so as as a favour in return, the night that my live at the Apollo was on, I wanted to be at the house and busy, and I didn't want to watch it, and I didn't want to have my phone on. So I was just like, well, why don't we go and see Cats, right? Um, Because it's got Beverly Knight in it, and you know, I'll get some good seats. Anyway, uh, my friend uh, is quite unreliable, and I got to, I got, I got, they were rosy. 
C they, for cats. C for cats. It was row C, right right in the The palladium, is this as well? At the palladium, in the stalls, right? And I get to the palladium. Lovely seats. I get on the, uh, get on the underground, to, to, only, only about four stops to get to uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Oxford Circus. Mm-hmm. I get on the underground and I uh, get there uh, and I get on and my phone goes off and uh, I've got a text and uh, it's my friend and she's saying, uh, oh, I've locked myself in my house <laughs> right? she says I might not make I might not make the, I might, I'm, I'm trying to get out of my house but I don't I don't know if I can I was like oh right fucking hell well I've got us tickets to see cats right and I was like she knew this presumably she knew this right and she knew she knew we were going and she's and now she can't get out of her I house I did lock yourself in your house I don't know right but she said her housemate is going to be there soon and she's going to let her out I hate the musical cats it's I don't I, 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 I'm, I'm allergic to cats uh, in, in real life, the actual cats uh, and Starlight Express—that's the yes. joke. Um, but um, but I, I hate I hate the musical Cats. It's uh, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. But I fucking hate it. I think right? a lot of people hate it. It's quite people it's, don't like it. It's right? just awful. But Beverly Knight's going to sing Memories, right? right. So you know. Um, but I fucking I absolutely hate it. I hate the people that are in it. <laughs> I hate the prancing. I hate the leotards. You hate the concept. Of I hate cats. the concepts of the the. The musical. Um, I hate the, the the fact that there's no fucking storyline to it. Uh, what I didn't realize. Oh well, um, I'll tell you the story. So uh, so I get there and I'm just like, well, she goes, well, I might make it or I might I might not. And I'm just like going, okay, fucking uh, uh, right. Well, you've got like 15 minutes before the before it starts. It starts, right? So um, she goes, well, okay. Uh, she goes, oh, right, but if not, I'll meet you in the interval. And I'm just like, I don't, don't want to go in and watch this by myself. She goes, yeah, but I might be there. Like, okay, right. So then the time is clicking down, and then she goes, okay, uh, I might, I, I think, I, yeah, all right, I've got out of my house. And it's just like, right. And um, uh, Does she live within 15 minutes of the London Palladium? But she says, I'm, I'm probably not going to get there, all right? And I was just like, okay, uh, I don't know what to do. So what I did was I bought, uh, I, I, oh, I, I bought, I bought myself a wine. But then I also bought her a wine just in case she showed up, right? I can see where this is going. And uh, so I have, I'm double gunning. Yeah. <laughs> two wines <laughs> on my own, going to see cats. And uh, I go down the central aisle uh, to, uh, to find my seats. And uh, what I didn't know about the set of cats is it, um, is it spills over the front of the stage, which means they've taken the front two rows out. Oh my good God! So row C <laughs> is actually the front row, right? So now I'm now I'm on my own, so just about to get into, and I, get, I see my seat, and it's halfway down the aisle. And there's a family that are in front that have to sort of like stand up to let me through. I've got two glasses of wine. I'm on my own. I'm sat oh, in the front no. row of cats, and as I and as I say, I say "Excuse me, uh, can I just get by?" And they look at me and they go, "Oh, uncle!" Oh. <laughs> and then I have to sit next. It's this family that recognised me of Terry with two glasses of wine on the front row of cats by myself. And is it like people on all fours? Is it like George Galloway on Celebrity Big Brother? <laughs> like like grown, grown men pretend to be cats going... Brr, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Brr. It's trousers down oh, entertainment. It's absolutely... Oh, no. anyway, just as the lights went down, she turned up and I was like, you fucking cunt. <laughs> I was so, it was, so, oh, my, yeah, it was oh, embarrassing. God. It was really embarrassing. But the thing about the, the musical Cats... Um, um, is that? It's just, I mean, we don't normally talk about stuff that we 
don't like, but I mean, fucking think about the musical Cats was just, um, it's uh, it's basically it's Cat X Factor. All the cats turn up to a talent contest. <laughs> uh, Do you like Top Cat? No, it's oh, like, that would be better. But, but it could be called Top Cat because right. it's about who's the top cat is. Yeah. And then it's kind of like the Elaine Page uh, part, which is yeah. uh, 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 Beverly Knight, uh, is um, is basically it's a cat that nobody really rates. And have forgotten, and his old news, and has got old, and then she's just remembering when she was the best cat, the top. They should cat. cast someone who's like an old star, like that's what they do normally. It's Brian Blessed or someone. Oh, okay, no, but Brian Blessed has been in it, but um, but yeah. So she comes along and she sings these songs, and then uh, she sings memories because she's remembering how great she used to be, and then she dies. Spoiler alert! Uh, oh. And uh, she flies off on a spaceship that is actually, <laughs> that, is actually, that is actually a bin lid. <laughs> it's like it's, uh, it's absolutely insane. I'm it's going. kind of like, it's, it, but it's just like no, it takes three hours to get to the bin lid. <laughs> it's three hours of people turning up just sort of like having a little prance, and it's just it's fucking uh, it's fucking crazy. Anyway, we're going to play a song. If you know, and then we're going to talk about what we've uh, more more on what cats. We've, what we've seen this week. Um, I don't know what button I'm pressing. Oh, this has got one of my uh, favourite opening lines to any song. You look like it fit in the trunk of my car. I might let you live. I might go too far. Nick and Nat's fan club on Fubar Radio. Okay, so um, so you saw the Suspiria remake this week? I did, I did. And? I loved it. I really loved it. Yeah. And uh, to the point where there's like, almost, um, there's bits where you kind of almost look for fault in it as well. Like, it's like, oh, what don't they like? And, and there's like teeny bits that I was like, that's a bit silly. But then it's like, really is like teeny, like moments, yeah. like seconds like, of well, it. Because I saw your tweet and I was a little bit like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, which bits? The bit, the bit I thought was too arch, that, and I sort of chuckled. What do you mean by arch? Just a bit too knowing, and a right. bit too. There's the bit where uh, Susie Banyan is in the office with Tilda Swinton, and this isn't a spoiler, but there's a bit where she does a dance, and then they're discussing how the dance went, and um, uh, Susie Banyan says, "Oh, um, she goes, how does it feel to do the dance?" And she says, "It's how I imagine." I, it's it's like how I imagine being fucked feels. And he goes, she goes, by a man? And she goes, no, by an animal. <laughs> and that was a bit I went, too too much. Oh, too really? much. I just let that, all that wash over me. Uh, like animal sex in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, no, I didn't. I didn't. But that's yeah. But that is like a thing where I sort of chuckled at a thing that's obviously not meant to be funny. I didn't have a but problem. But then I problem went. With that. But I, that was like that's it really. There's I nothing. Just thought, yeah. Also, like the way people had spoken about it, and that way that it is, it is very different from the original. And yet, everyone, had, the first thing they said is, they go, Do you know what? It's nothing like Suspiria. And I wasn't expecting it, I was expecting it to be less like it than it was. I was actually a bit like, 
oh, it's much more like Suspiria than I thought it was going to be. I haven't read any reviews of, of it. Well, what I'm doing these days is I don't watch trailers for film. I just know that I'm going to see that film. And then yes. you go, I don't need to, uh, you know, and I'll see trailers in. I mean, the f- trailer for fucking First Man was just like, oh, what are you, you snooze fest? I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to go and see First Man. And then we had to go and see First Man because of this. And then it was great. Mm. And, um, and I think that, you know, First Man bombed at the cinema, didn't it? it did didn't, it really? It did really, really badly. And uh, it's a shame because it was a really great yeah, film. Really great it, was, it was three quarters of a really great film. Yeah, and I don't think it would work as well on, on TV either. I think it's no, a real cinema movie if I you want to see something. Absolutely. And, uh, and, but I think trailers, in, in, for films that I've not heard of, they tend to put me off. And then um, I just want to go in and not have everything ruined and spoiled for me and uh, so I've been sort of like staying away from reviews um, and also because of this I want to have my own opinions because I'm mm. doing this show yeah. I would rather just rather than just regurgitating what I heard someone else say um, I just sort of like want to be kind of a bit pure about it and come in and just yeah but um, so I've stopped watching trailers for stuff and I've stopped reading reviews and so when I went into Suspiria I was I knew that bits and pieces and knew that the colour palette was going to be different and I was also sort of like not um, what I hate about remakes or sequels uh, is stuff like um, Predator and Predator's got so many amazing moments and then Predator 2 even tried to do their own thing and then um, when you watch Predators and they go well we've got to have a Gatling gun because of uh Stay in the room, mate, and stop reading. In, in Predators, in Predators, uh, he's got, they go, we've got to have a Gatling gun, and someone's got to say, you're one ugly motherfucker. And yeah. he's got to, and you go, no, 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 you don't have to do that. One film that. hasn't established a trope. No, you don't have to do that. You what, you what you do have to do is come up with your own cool bits and do yeah. them, right? Um, and I think when they did uh, the, the Thing prequel, sequel, oh, yeah, yeah. remake thing that they did it's just kind of like well they basically what they wanted to do was remake the original film and they've just done it again but they've called it a prequel and it's like right so, but with the Suspiria remake what I really love about it is that they've kind of like gone it's it's we're taking the basic idea um, but it's not even the basic idea it's just kind of like we've updated it it's different it's like we've done it not in a different genre but it's like um I can't remember what they did that with. They've done it with something, but it's like a, it's a companion piece where mm. you can kind of you can watch both of them. I mean, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but Suspiria is one of my all-time <laughs> greatest films, and I love Dario Argento. Not a Jello, not a Jello. It has Jello elements, but uh, <laughs> it's not a Jello. It's a supernatural, supernatural. thriller horror. And but, it's, um, I saw I saw Suspiria, I reckon, in '96, and I saw it at the NFT, and I feel like it's been in my life for a lot of my life, and I've always been like, oh, it's brilliant, I love it. And so I feel like, I think there's a lot of people that feel like, again, have that thing where they almost feel an ownership over it. Yeah, and sure. you go, well, I think I like it as much as, like, as much as people do like it. And I think there's room for this new one totally. That it feels ownership like completely, thing is weird, yeah. though, because I, I, that Adam Sandler special just was mine, you know? Oh, I yeah, watched yeah. it and it was just spoke directly to me. And then everyone is sort of recommending it. And you go, yeah, I'm really pleased, for, and for Adam Sandler, that, like, people are sort of, like, looking at him going, oh, he's actually, he isn't just making shit films, you know? He has still got some talent. 
and uh, and I love that. And it was just like it was a personal experience. And Chris Farley, obviously, like, I've mm. always been a huge Chris Farley fan. Uh, and that song at the end just mm. fucking destroys me. And then you you got people that probably haven't even heard of Chris Farley or don't even know Chris Farley that are watching this special, which is amazing because that's what Adam Sandler does. That's what all of those them, those guys do. Whenever they do a talk show, they all talk about Chris Farley mm. and they all tell you a Chris Farley anecdote. And in a way, he's he's you know he's still alive in our memories. Mm. Yeah, people die and people move on. And those guys just every time they're on a talk show talk about Chris Farley and how much they love him and how much they miss mm. him. But that Adam Sandler special felt like it was made for me. And then when you see people tweeting about it, you're just kind of like, that's mine, that is. And it's a, it's a weird kind of like selfishness yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the thing is, it's not yours, is it? It's no, not really anyone's. It's not yours. It's, <laughs> it's, not, not yours. it's, it's, it's Adam Sandler's. It's Adam Sandler's. It's Netflix to give away. Ne- Netflix's. <laughs> um, uh, but. Um, but th- uh, but with the spirit, um, I saw Alice Cooper do a talk at the BFI, and he was going to uh, eight Halloweens ago, and he was talking about the films that inspired him. Uh, and Suspiria was one of them. They showed the intro of um, her coming out of the the airport. Uh, at the airport, and I was just like, "What is that?" I mean, I'd heard of it, but it sounded uh, Italian, and I wasn't really in the mood to uh, at that point in my life to explore. Italian horror films and then that was like my gateway into all of this other stuff that's now changed my life mm. and um, fucking oh yeah just that opening sequence is just uh, it's almost oh it's just incredible where the, the, the music is so loud that well, it's it an incredible piece of like sound design that opening bit as well one thing with the remake where you just like go I mean I mean the Tom York uh, music is kind of. I don't mind that at all. I don't it's mind not, it because again, it's not trying to do a, a similar thing. It's doing don't something. mind it. I don't mind it, and it fits the film that they've made, mm. I suppose. But also, you just think, I mean, the, you could easily change that soundtrack mm. and have a different soundtrack. Mm. I think it doesn't feel ingrained in the film. Yes. Whereas uh, Claudio Simonetti's Goblin <laughs> feel like they're genuinely fifty percent of the film. Yeah, they feel like that they're, yeah. that, they're, that they're contributing just as much as Dario Argento in a way. Um, but anyway, so the remake, I think Tilda Swinton in it is incredible. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I, l- I love her anyway. I think she's great. I think she's. I don't know if it's a spoiler, so probably. Yeah, it's probably too early in it to talk yeah, about. But I would say that um, that when she's not being Tilda Swinton, she's almost better. Mm-hmm. I yes. think it's an incredible performance. I think that's an Oscar-worthy performance. Um, just, just, I thought, amazing. And um, uh, and Jessica Harper. Yes. Being in it. I just, I was so absolutely, what an absolutely pitch-perfect, uh, I guess it's a cameo, but she's turned up at all the red carpet events. Um, uh, it's a pitch-perfect uh, cameo where you just don't go... Oh, it's a genuine. I think it's a genuine part of the film. I just think you just go. You've absolutely nailed that. I, I just I love her mm. so much. She's she made like a whole bunch of films uh, in the seventies and early eighties, and um, and I just uh, and I just love her. And uh, yeah, it was so good seeing her in, in, in on the, on the, in, in a, f- a film that I think will be a hit. I hope so. But yeah. it was. Uh, but when that first sequence, which they which they put online, so I'm really glad that I didn't see that first dance sequence. You know? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they put it online to like bait people to come in and see the. Oh really? The, what bit yeah. they put online? The the dance the, the yeah, and um, 
uh, and people were like fainting. They, they showed that as a, cl- a clip at a festival, or, or maybe they showed the whole film at, at Cannes, and people were fainting and walking out. That scene is horrific. Oh, it's horrible! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's but it's like, but it's also this thing that people criticism of it seems to be that it's not really a horror film. And you go, that's horror. I mean, that is a horror. Of course film. it is. Yeah, of course it is. Absolutely. Um, I think that the original is kind of like um, a horrific. Uh, fairy tale yeah and this is sort of it's not necessarily a fairy tale because it's kind of more centred around reality but when it's horrific it's absolutely horrific and I also think that the way they've done it I don't know how they did it but it would have been like a, I would imagine it's a, a really good blend between practical uh, makeup effects yes. and CGI where you go yeah I can sort of sense the CGI in it and then towards the end it becomes a bit of a CGI fest but um but I, th- I can sort of sense the CGI in in that sequence, but also I think that it's quite restrained and it's really well done. Mm. Um, and there is still practical stuff in there. Uh, and then maybe for the last half hour, I honestly, I couldn't follow it. And I think, but in a way that made me think, you you kind of like just letting the whole experience wash over you. It's like this, it's, and it became less horrific towards the end. It became more kind of like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, but also I just think that the original I think is and by Dario Argento's own admission, he's a visual guy. You know, he does stuff visually that doesn't necessarily make sense, uh, and it creates like a, a, a dreamlike a state, mood, a mood, a mood, and it's a dreamlike state, and that's I think what I loved about the original. And this has got a better plot. Well, it's got it brings in lots of stuff from the time, so it's saying like that it's set in Germany in the same year, but in Germany at the time, it's thirty years after the end of the war, and they've got the Bader Meinhof uh, sort of. Um, uh, hostage situation you've got all that kind of stuff going on in the background of this real world things it's like well this is what was happening at the time that mm-hmm. film is set in the place it was set but also the fact that um, they're all preparing uh, to do a dance yes yeah and yeah you go yeah of course I mean that is such a such an obvious uh, uh, addition to it where like in the original they're just dancers hanging out at a <laughs> dance school uh, getting uh, and the, run by a coven of witches and in this one they deal they're with preparing the fact that they're, to put a show on also I remember describing I said oh, you've got to watch Suspiria it's like uh, it's like Harry Potter only with witches right <laughs> and then I watched it again and it's like they don't mention the witches till right near the end and it's almost like the twist is that it's the witches yeah. Um, but with the remake, they deal with that straight away. It's, it's all, they, they talk about witchcraft mm-hmm. all the way through it, and you go, right, okay. Um, uh, and I just think that the ending is different from the original, and it's a, a really welcome, unexpected kind of like, oh, God, you did that. And uh, I just really... But the fact that it's just... The original is just a bunch of ballerinas practicing ballet and this is like <laughs> no they've got a, they've got a end of they've got an end of year um show to put on show to put on and that's what they're practicing for the whole way through i just think it gave it so much more focus mm-hmm. i loved it i loved it anyway we are going we well so oh, how God. do we do this we are on on line one now uh so it's this one right so on line one now, we are joined by Alex Green, who is the Klingon ambassador to Wales and completely fluent in Klingon. Uh, hello, Alex. Are you there? Hello, Alex. I'm there. Hi. How are hello. you? Hello. Okay, so far. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Where are you? Where are you calling us from? Are you calling us from Wales? Uh, yes, I am actually calling from Wales. Where about? Down to earth today. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, 
Uh, whereabouts in Wales are you? It's actually North Wales. North Wales, and you speak fluent Klingon? Yes, I have done for over 30 years now. Oh, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, um, the publishers of all the Star Trek um, fiction and novelizations, Simon and Schuster, they released a book called The Klingon Dictionary, which came out as sort of a merchandise thing for Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Oh, yeah. Right, right. That's the one when Leonard Nimoy made his famous comeback as Spock after having been killed off in the previous film. So um, the the book caught on and maybe a couple of hundred people bought it. But the next thing you know was that the uh, the Americans came forth with the Klingon Language Institute and began promoting it. And um, that caught on. Suddenly there are thousands of people who speak it. And of course there's a fair chunk of the human population that know at least one Klingon word. That word is kapla, which you might have heard once in a while. I think I have heard it. And is that a swear word? No, it just means success. It's basically success, the okay. Klingon equivalent of break a leg. And in the Klingon so, dictionary, like in the way that a child might look up swear words, does it have uh, rude Klingon words? It does have one or two, but they're not translated in the book. There's, Good. there's some, some unusual words, and they're used in what's called Mukadvesh, which is curse warfare. Um, a, a good example of a sort of curse warfare would be to be able to tell somebody, uh, for example, um, uh, your mother has a smooth forehead, for example. coach, <laughs> <laughs> That sort of thing. I mean, when, when you consider they've all got these brow ridges on their forehead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, Laurel, who's uh, the the character in Star Trek Discovery, uh, which, um, by the way, the DVDs for season one is coming out on Monday, so I'm looking forward to that. But Laurel, who's played by an actress called Mary Chifo, uh, she had a load of Klingon lines to be able to translate to, to actually speak as though she was a fluent native of Kornosh, which is the Klingon homeworld. She did an actually an amazing job. They've all done, actually, in the, the, the new series. Um, have but they, they, she, she'd understand all about insulting someone by claiming that they had a smooth forehead, as it were, because that's one of the grievous insults for Klingons, actually. Have they added to the dictionary over the years? Because I imagine by the time Star Trek Three came out, the actual amount of Klingon that had been spoken, spoken. on the TV series and uh, in the films was quite limited. So the oh, yeah. dictionary would have added to it, but then over the years, how many how many Star Trek TV series have there been? D- like different different well, series. Well, the different movies which featured Klingons, they've all added to the canon, and um, unfortunately, they, shall we say that they used a rather exotic dialects of Klingon in Star Trek Enterprise and Star Trek Voyager. Um, Why would you say Star exotic? Trek, uh, they don't actually have many translations in real Klingon. To, to the untrained ear, it all sounds as if the person's just sort of making up sounds as they go along, so it all sounds or something like that. But, um, but for, for example, there have been new terms that have actually cropped up, especially during Star Trek Discovery, where they actually made a whole brand new bunch of uh, terms, for example, such as um, well, for example, um, there was one word here which was for uh, for a complete transformation, which would be re. So, 
So, for example, that was used for the word terraforming. Although that was not used in dialogue, it was actually translated for Klingon subtitles. Did have you? Do you series. ever watch? Do you ever watch an actor speak Klingon on the series? And when you hear them, you go, "That's rubbish, mate. You've not you've not learned that at all." I've had a few. I've seen a few of them, and I've turned around. And I thought they didn't have a voice coach, for example, but. The ones in Star Trek Discovery, they've got a really good voice coach. And Star Trek Discovery. Brian Nolan's done a remarkable job, as has Robin Stewart in actually translating the lines. And um, oh, I, I would just mention the fact that um, the, the one thing, if you want to learn proper Klingon as it is spoken, you can get the series that is coming out in DVD and whatever, because um, the Netflix version that came out earlier on this year, mm -hmm. they actually had a special facility where you could select the language of the subtitles. And was so one of them Klingon? Here, mm, yes, exactly. If you came here and you were a Dutch speaker and you saw the Netflix thing and you wanted to catch up with the Dutch, that's fair enough. Dutch, German, Japanese, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then one option says Klingon. And the, uh, even if they were speaking in English, they had uh, the German... Um, the German Klingon teacher, as he calls himself, Lieven Litter of the Klingon Language Institute, he translated every single spoken word in Star Trek Discovery into the subtitles in Klingon. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that those lines in those subtitles will appear on the DVDs coming out on Monday. So you're actually here, you're on this promoting that... Uh, DVD and Blu-ray release of Star Trek Discovery. I haven't seen Star Trek Discovery. Where does it fit in to the general Star Trek world? Is it, where is it set? When is it set? Mm -hmm. It's set ten years before the time of Kirk and Spock. So okay. It, is it, it starts, it is a decade before the episode called The Man Trap, which was the first ever aired episode of Star Trek. That's the one that featured the M113 salt vampire, in case anyone wonders. With is that the one where it's Captain, Captain Pike? Is it that one? No, um, that was the pilot. The episode featuring Captain Pike was called The Cage. Oh, right. Is that not the first one? That wasn't the first one. It wasn't the first one aired. Oh, okay. Um, well, the old Star Trek mythology, and we're talking here about the mythology, the show rather than the setting, um, is that the first episode was rejected by Paramount. That's the cage. Two, the cage. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the one when uh, Captain Pike got imprisoned by an alien race called the Telosians that could cast illusions. He wakes up and he's an experimental uh, lab rat and hopefully the, the, the Telosians want him to be the Adam of a new human species on the surface to basically repopulate their depleted world, that sort of thing. So that's the story. That was the very first story. It was rejected as being too cerebral. And then they released the second pilot, which basically became uh, where no man has gone before. And then that gave birth to the whole series. And um, When did Kirk they, get introduced? That would have been in the second pilot, where no man has gone before. Oh, so the one with, yeah, the one, the cage is in, they put it in later, don't they? So there, it's a flashback That's or it. something. That's it. It was the only two-part episode of the original series. I knew I'd seen the Menagerie. it. I knew I'd seen it. Yeah. That was it, basically. And so, uh, how did they one, introduce? How did they introduce Kirk? Was it a changeover? Did Pike hand over to Kirk, or what? 
No, no. Unlike the unlike the the handover which took place at the end of the 2009 Star Trek, when uh, Kirk was actually given command of the Enterprise from Captain Pike, and Pike was in the wheelchair at that time. Unlike that, which takes place in the Kelvin universe, mm -hmm. the um, the series just began with Kirk and Spock, and in fact, the episode that um, the Man Trap is started with Kirk and Spock with McCoy beaming down to the surface of M113. There was no talk about any change of leadership because this was the first ever program to be aired. So um, basically they, they assumed that uh, Kirk had already had command of the ship for some time and um, this was just part of his normal duties as it were and then it began the five-year mission from that point. And so you are actually, because you're promoting the new Star Trek Discovery uh, that's coming out on... Uh, Monday on Blu-ray and DVD. Mm -hmm. How does it feel for you, as someone who's been a, a fan of Star Trek, to actually, I guess you're now employed or you're being used by the Star Trek people to promote their stuff? Is that How does that feel for you? Well, the strange thing is, I like Star Trek, and I'm not doing yeah. this in any sort of official capacity. Or oh, really? Like that. I like Star Trek Discovery an awful lot. It has a vibrancy to it that I've not experienced since. Uh, well, there were certain episodes of, uh, of Deep Space Nine which really sort of gave the feeling that you were operating in a, you, they were operating in a diverse and forward-looking universe where the infinite diversity and infinite combinations really was a thing that was you know that people were believing in, um, and it. You could say that Star Trek Enterprise, which was the predecessor series for about ten years, with Scott Bakula. That was a bit. That was the one with Scott Bakula. That was a bit too human centric. Strangely enough, it felt right. more human centric than the original series did. Right. But with Discovery, for example, even though the protagonists are in fact humans, um, they're vastly more diverse. Um, and I think it's that diversity that I'm the biggest fan of and that I'm seeking to promote. That, and being a little bit selfish, the heavy promotion of the Klingon language, which is <laughs> all the way through the first series. Lovely it's stuff. It's an amazing thing to see, this flood of new Klingon dialogue. And I'm thinking, I'm writing it down here. This is better than Shakespeare. <laughs> no, not quite, but this is as good as Shakespeare. Well, close enough. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Alex. That's been terrific. What an insight. Um, and thank you. And so Star Trek Discovery is out on Monday. And, uh, oh, can you tell it? Can you get us to say what? Uh, what's tell your friends in Klingon? That would be... Excuse me for a second. <coughs> that would be... Jupputlidge. Jup? Oh. Jupputlidge. Jup. Jupolich Itcha? Which would be tell your friends. Tell your friends. Jupolich Itcha. Wow. Yeah, I did it. Great. Fluent. Yeah, it Absolutely yeah, fluent. Thank you for talking to us, Alex. Thank you very much. And Star Trek Discovery is out on Blu ray and DVD on Monday. Have Thank a you. Day. Thank Have you. a good day. Um, right. I, people are fans of stuff. It's uh, like Klingon. Right. Okay. Nick and Nat's fan club on Fubar Radio. I was meant to play a song. Oh, right, okay. Uh, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> um, what song am I playing? Am I playing your song? We could do. Should we do one of theirs so we can have both of their songs? Uh, well, what's them? Uh, All right, yeah. Okay. 
Hey, yeah. uh, we're back in this room. <laughs> this is the most casual day I think we've ever had. We've left the doors open. They keep walking in and out. It's fine. Um, hello. Uh, uh, who am I saying hello to? I'm saying hello to the, the listeners. The listeners. Um, we're joined in the studio now by uh, Hannah George and Taylor Glenn, who are responsible for the Drunk Women Solving Crime Podcast, which is a huge hit. Is that what it's called? That's, that uh, is what it's called. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a big hit. It's part of the title. So, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a big hit. It's been a big hit, hasn't it? It's been a really big hit. I mean, you started in September, and you're number five on the iTunes chart, and uh, you've really, you've really only done kind of like almost a handful of them. Whereas me and Nat have done, we've done like uh, we've done 30, thirty now. Thirty of these. We've got like seven listeners now. So how do how do we get so listeners? how do we get listeners? How do we how do we get listeners? <laughs> we are as surprised as anyone, <laughs> to be honest. Have you tried adding more alcohol, though? Because I feel like that is... Maybe that's it. That's Maybe that's the, the answer. The, or it's perhaps not a good idea. I think, <laughs> I think because of the time that we film, uh, record ours, uh, the, the alcohol content is actually at the tail end of the journey. Yes, it's so, often. So it's often... I mean, you're, you're really there using, <laughs> using the alcohol to launch yourselves into a better... And I'm kind of like it's the repercussions the next day uh, hungover yes that's yes, where we are we today are. a little bit we recorded last night so uh, um, so how how drunk uh, so, so basically, talk us through what the podcast. Is. How did you come up with the po- what? It, no, hang on. What's the best way of doing this? What is the podcast? The it's a true crime comedy podcast, and we actually started with the title, which uh, Katie, who couldn't be here today. That's a shame. It just sounds funny. Katie couldn't be here today. (laughs) Is it another crime? She has childcare issues. She's not hungover. (laughs) She's probably hungover and has has childcare issues, issues. which is the worst combination I can vouch for. Being hungover and childcare is a childcare issue in itself, I'd imagine. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It really is. It's probably probably difficult. It doesn't make it easy. It's true. But yeah, it's a three part format. So we always ask our guests, we have different uh, female guests, uh, not just comedians. We've had musicians uh, like, uh, like Louise Wenner, who you just heard, uh, has been one of our, our guests. And uh, we always ask them, have they been the victim of a crime? And they share a crime story. And then we deconstruct a true crime story in sort of a quiz format. And then we end by solving, I use that in a very loose <laughs> sense, um, a listener crime. I like so, that yeah. you, you sort of each get a chance to host it, don't you? So you sort of we take do. turns in being the sort of main, uh, I guess, you bring the crime to the, you're sort of the police detectives yeah very much yeah. you get to be the chief superintendent chief superintendent I was, yeah. I was imagining it like Jane you know, Tennyson Jessica Fletcher getting <laughs> fucked off her face and then going, but, um, is she still alive Jessica yeah. Fletcher oh, we Angela we Lansbury was on the fucking oh, get fucking Angela Lansbury let's in. get Angela Lansbury oh, on. I have goosebumps she, did, um, <laughs> she was on the, in the West End she was in a play Shit. that's right she was a couple of years ago sorry. Angela was this if you're year? listening oh, was, was it this year or last year if Angela Lansbury is listening she's yeah. a big fan aren't I you? would fucking doubt it <laughs> <laughs> But I do like, I mean, I hope she's not, if she's I managed, didn't know if she was dead or if not. She's made, so. If you've made it this far, Angela, you've gone through... If one, uh, of your fr- if one of your friends is Angela Lansbury and you haven't told her to listen, yeah. then that's on you. You've got to tell, get her on, get so, her to listen. Yeah, if anyone out there knows her, we'd really like her on the show. Oh, my God. 
I mean, it's, it's, hang on, guys. If anybody out there knows Angela Lansbury, we'd like her on fucking fan club first, all right? Absolutely not, Angela. Come, come for us, uh, Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, she would be able to solve the crime immediately as well, wouldn't she? She'd ruin it. it would, yeah, she'd ruin the format. <laughs> because oh, she'd I, get on and go, it's this, isn't it? The I just couldn't this. cope. She would be such an amazing guest. I can't. I would be silent. I'd just we be have drunk to, and silent. So you have a wish but list. But shouldn't you just go through all of the, all of the women that have been, been crime solvers, you know? She's not that silent. Like Caroline Quentin Yeah, it's literally Trigan. today mm. Like, being here has made me think about having actual kind of, like, TV detectives on Like, we've got, like, so, one yeah. lady that I know is a crime <laughs> writer And she used to be a policewoman So she's coming on So we've got some people that are, like, actual police people But I'd literally never even thought no. of the idea of getting Well, sometimes a man's input is, is useful <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why we've been so successful. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why. Can't I think we all you're just right. learn, <laughs> learn to why. get along? Um, we're so still th- getting used to everyone saying yes to it. Do you know what I mean? Like we're just we're writers. Yeah, yeah. We never hear yes. <laughs> so you know, yeah, Angela Lansbury, we're on it. Why not? Why not, Angela? Lansbury? And the bigger it gets, it seems the easier it is to get people to agree to, to come on. So uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so thanks you- for coming in. <laughs> 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 yeah, your guests are pretty pathetic. Well, no, no, not at all. But uh, you know, we're a podcast, yeah. and we've got a podcast coming in. Yeah, we, we only booked because we wanted Katie Wilkins to come in. <laughs> And now we knew that. Well, we knew that. Well, me, well, me, Hannah, and Katie go way back. To yeah, like eleven years, maybe. I think. 10? Th- I th- was it two thousand eight? We did comedy o'clock. Yeah, I think two thousand seven. We did comedy o'clock. Motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Was it two thousand eight? We did comedy o'clock. Yeah. What time is it? It's comedy o'clock, motherfuckers. <laughs> and we were on at like what time were we on? One o'clock in the afternoon. One o'clock in the afternoon. And when we were at the free fringe, uh, 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 what's the Espionage, espionage, middle yeah. floor of espionage, and when it rained, uh, we fucking packed it out, <laughs> didn't we? And, uh, so uh, I, so you, Katie, and Richard Bond were already doing a show together, yeah. And then you needed to compare, yes, we and did. you asked me to compare, and I compared, yeah. And we compared in Winchester, and that's when we all got to know each other. Oh, yeah. And then we went up to Edinburgh. And I was up there first, wasn't I? And uh, and I was like a bit nervous because I didn't know you very well. Yeah, and, uh, I knew Katie a bit, and uh, I was a bit nervous because you asked me to pick up the fl- flyers, didn't you? Oh, I told you, Taylor. I, I was d- waiting <laughs> for this story. Is this a crime? Is this a crime that we don't know about yet? At least one person in the room will think it is, and right. I have seen the evidence of this crime. A crime uh, so I had to go. I was the first person in Edinburgh, and I had to pick up five thousand flyers. Was it five thousand or ten thousand flyers? I mean, let's say fifteen. It was a lot. Uh, was fifteen thousand flyers. I had to pick up fifteen thousand flyers that they'd done for Comedy O'Clock, and uh, it was a very well-designed uh, flyer. It had all of us on there, didn't it? And, yeah. it, and it was done like a comic book where at the end, it had, at the bottom, it had a little caption and it had like a thing about us. It's meant to have our reviews, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> and I think you had a rather good review in there. Yeah, didn't you? I think very funny or and something. And Katie had a good review mm-hmm. in there. And I think even Richard had a good review in yeah. there. But my review in there, it simply said, tit. <laughs> <laughs> said, Nick Helm, tit. 
on 15,000 flyers and I picked them up and I was absolutely gutted. You were, I mean, I, yeah, you didn't find it funny, did you? Well, not that I didn't find it funny. I genuinely thought that you'd asked me to be involved in this thing <laughs> and you hated me. And I was so, I had these 15,000 flyers oh. and I was, my heart broke. And I was oh. like, oh, I thought I was part of a gang. They just sort of, oh t- and then you were like, oh no, we've sent the wrong one off <laughs> to get printed 15,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> on oh. the back it had a quote from the Queen saying uh, I laughed till I shat <laughs> <laughs> well in my, in my defence and like I, it broke my heart as well how much I could tell that like, you know when you can tell in someone's eyes and you're like fuck I think we fucked up here we got over it but, oh. we did because look at us now yeah you know? ten but years was- later I can still talk to you about it <laughs> <laughs> And I did say to Taylor, like, he's going to bring this up 100%. <laughs> but, like, what happened was, in our defence, is we were making the, the flyer and we've been making it for a while and there was a deadline. And we're like, Nick, you have to give us a quote, give us a quote that you want on the poster. And then you never applied to our Do you know why, though? So it's because that year it. was the year that I wrote I Think You Stink and I did a double act, Helman Taylor, and I did yours and I did a solo thing. So, uh, sorry I missed your deadline. <laughs> It's not the printer's deadline. <laughs> oh, you guys, this is like offender it rehabilitation programs where the victim comes in. Exactly. Maybe this is what you should do on your podcast. You should have uh, someone confronting one of you about something you've done to them. <laughs> Which is kind of what oh we're doing. We but never no, run out of people to come on. We couldn't we? have, we couldn't have, I couldn't have missed the deadline, Hannah. Right, because there's no way you'd have sent that to the printers. No, because what we didn't. you actually did was you sent an old draft to the printers. We did because we put tit in there because you didn't reply to our <laughs> as a placeholder. As a placeholder, sure. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't. It, it was in capitalised Comic Sans just to paint the picture fully. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you still yeah. got a copy of the flyers, I flyers. have. I've actually got a picture of it because I sent it to <laughs> Taylor. The yeah. Yeah. You probably still got about eleven thousand, didn't you? Imagine <laughs> 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 they so what happened to my flyers? I get them and then, oh, thank you very much. The flyering really didn't have any impact on how many people came to see the show. It was all about whether it was raining yeah, or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we never thought you were a tit. We sent it to Richard. Richard sent the wrong one. We didn't even make that final sure, uh, sure. thing. So Yeah, the final one said cunt. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, so we've known each other for a really long time. And, we, and, we, and Katie. It, are we? You and Katie, but we, we, we only met this year, didn't we? That's right. Not that yeah. this whole thing is about who I've met and when. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm finding I was kind of a ghost on the comedy circuit. Like, even if people have met me, they're like, yeah, I have no idea who you are. I'm like, yeah, that feels about right. Well, it's funny because we must all have been doing it at the same time. Yeah. I think I always thought of you as being much more successful than I was. Then. Oh, thanks for and that. You I, were like on that. A I thought of uh, myself that way, too. It didn't help the reality, but... <laughs> well, it's good, but at least in your head you can be, well, I'm yeah. doing all right. Whereas I think I was like, well, this is going appalling <laughs> for, for 10 years. So I've got, so, so in some ways it's a nicer plane to be on. Well, I felt like the hassle half a little bit because I did lots of gigs in Eastern Europe and I would like sign autographs there because they thought we were well-known comics and I would <laughs> apologize. I'm like, this really means nothing. And they're like, no, no, please. You felt, you felt like David Hasselhoff or the Hoff. Are they different men? No, but you don't say, you don't say the Hasselhoff. Did I say the Hasselhoff? Yeah, oh, that's so embarrassing. Oh, I no, really I turned into my mother. <laughs> you know that? The Hasselhoff. I, I, I was on Pinchgram yesterday. And <laughs> um, but you've been, you've lived in the country for 13 years? Yeah, 14 actually. 14. As of last month, yeah. 
Yeah. So Can't you, you tell by my accent? I know. It's totally it's, gone. Yeah, like the Queen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was you that said, um, I laugh so much I shat, I believe, <laughs> that I used in the back of the flyer. Um, I said that just this morning. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I really love your podcast. And uh, uh, and I was listening to it. And uh, as soon as it finishes, you want to listen to another episode, which is what I found. And, I, and I don't really listen to podcasts, so I really had to go out of my way oh, to thank sit Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, like obviously, I listen to our, pang, uh, our, 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 our podcast. Uh, and uh, I listen to. So the live one, show as it goes out. That one episode of uh, <laughs> Brett Goldstein's podcast that I was on. That you were on. Uh, I listened to that uh, and I listened to yours as well. Oh. No, I didn't okay. listen to Nats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, don't. It was. It was. No, it best. was brilliant. It I really liked it. No, I loved it. Um, so well done. It's really great that you've come up with the format. You that, did a that, cool that, thing that, that when that your worked. podcast launched, you did it like a Netflix thing, so you had three immediately. Yeah. That was a clever yeah. thing. And it also told the audience, of course, that you've got the. Uh, they knew the format that you're going to have a changing host every week yes very yeah, yeah, yeah. oh thank you yeah what's good clever. about that is that kind of by launching three at the same time it kind of got us when we went in at like number four on the charts because we had three so, people so it was a cheat it was a cheat that's how you did it <laughs> kind of was. so it's three at once I think, I think I literally googled like how to launch a podcast <laughs> oh, really? genuinely and I found like a ten point list and we followed a few of them I really I feel like we've been very lucky in a lot of ways <laughs> yes you know yeah. we were lucky to get you know because Catherine Ryan did our first episode and that was just a fluke that she was available on the first slot we did so we're like okay let's do this then <laughs> we know what we're doing <laughs> yeah but you do know really fun and you're sponsored by drinks companies yeah well they send us lots of free booze which is amazing like we have had yeah no I was listening booze. I was just thought that's absolutely fucking outrageous <laughs> why can't we we can't even get Arrow Films to send us a fucking DVD that we can talk about fucking <laughs> not even a Blu-ray a DVD and Arrow <laughs> Films we took fucking we've got our first uh, advert as well it's a film that we're doing <laughs> like in the next one yeah advert that's a film yeah so we're doing they like an advert f- for a film so they sent us like a screener so of what to get, to get big money for that um, well, some money. You know, we're not at liberty to discuss our <laughs> hang on, uh, hang this on. Is a film deal. No, because <laughs> this is a podcast, but it's under the it's under the guise of a radio show. It's a radio show. It's a radio show, but uh, to get a lot of mileage out of it, of it being a podcast, <laughs> we say um, a lot of mileage. We got we've got we've had a download. Mileage. We've had a download. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. We got a three star review this week. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they were being funny, but um, <laughs> oh yeah, I read. Still effects, are, still effects are still effects are overall. They were making, they were obviously making mood. a joke, and then you're like, "Well, that actually does affect your does star affect, rating." Yeah. <laughs> does what affect a star great rating. joke! And <laughs> and how I feel for the rest of the week. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> um, do you are you worried that the success of the podcast will lead to you being referred to as a collective that's just the drunk women, which doesn't seem like a great thing. <laughs> the, the shortening of it. Suggest that you are drunk all of the time. Yeah, well, that's how we get introduced. We we did our first live show, <laughs> and I we hadn't talked about it. So when she said, "Welcome the drunk women," I was like, "Oh, oh that's, that's uh, who we are." <laughs> it was always leading to this. Where did you Where do you do the live stuff? Uh, at the Pleasants. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Oh, and um, right downstairs. Oh right, okay, yeah, because um, Natalie and Hannah were talking about how they went to see you. Oh, 
okay, and, yes. Uh, and I thought, that's nice. Oh, Hannah didn't go, sorry. Natalie was talking about how she went to see you. And I thought, oh, that's, that's great. They get out. But they literally went next door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Well, that was good. We've um, got another one coming up, haven't we, on the 6th of December. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yes. And our tickets on sale now? They are on they sale. They are. Two-thirds sold out. So yeah. like, get, your, get your tickets quick. Well, this should give it a bit more of a nudge. That's good. Yes, please. <laughs> But I don't think this has affected anyone in a positive way, this show. <laughs> well, our one. Our one, other than it gets us out of the house. Well, if people like... Just around the corner for me, it's <laughs> yeah. slightly longer, for, it's slightly further away from that. Yeah. Um, it's going to get us Jessica Fletcher, I'm sure of it. Oh, oh you, yeah. If you get Angela Lansby and we don't, that'd be... That'd be so. I'll start calling her her actual name as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> Jess! <laughs> Jess, what's up? So when you, when, when you do uh, the when you do the podcast, not the live podcast, what time of day do you record it? Five and seven. Yeah, that's generally generally the thing. We when we did it in the summer, we started it. We used to do it at seven and nine, and then we realised that we were just missing all our trains because we were just drinking afterwards. <laughs> and yeah, and we ended up having to like spe- spend a lot of money on Ubers. So now we start earlier. Yeah, and then, you know you can be in bed by eleven. Yeah. Nice. But you're just appalled uh, by eleven. You're in an appalling state. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. We record two in one like session. <laughs> so, so you're slightly drunker for the later one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, quite yeah. a lot drunker sometimes. Yeah. We sort um, of invite people who listen to guess which the second recordings are <laughs> drunker women solving crime i made bad choices last night i'm just re- like listen to my voice i've like hangover voice it's quite nice actually yeah, thank you very much <laughs> thank you what were you drinking last night what was your, your tip? Well, we you we have this balkan uh, beer 52 sent us this balkan range of beers we can't pronounce any of them they're but they're six, like six point they must love that as sponsors <laughs> <laughs> and then we opened Prosecco and because it was Faye Carruthers who was another guest it was her yeah. birthday last night so we have Prosecco yeah. as well so on behalf of her birthday I had two bottles of Prosecco to myself which is <laughs> just how I like to celebrate was your, sorry was it your birthday? no it was our guest's birthday uh, Faye Carruthers who's a, a sports presenter and uh, yeah voiceover artist <laughs> I imagine if she's only voiceovers today as well, that's ruined. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Ruined. So, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having a really bad day. Are you? Yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's fine. You know, I was a psychotherapist. Right? And I don't Let's want to do talk this. to a psychotherapist. No, <laughs> <laughs> not on the radio. Um, I think we should do it. A drunk psychotherapist and a hungover psychotherapist. Um, no, yeah. Um, well, so we make how your drunks, day better. Let's make your day better. I don't think that it will work. Um, so um, I, I just, had resistance. I just keep before. going on those uh, Alan Partridge uh, moments where you sort of like zone out and <laughs> picture your picture your life. Are you dancing and, uh, in front? Of I'm someone? dancing in front of Tony Hairs with, uh, with traffic cones coming out of my top. Um, yes, image. right. Sorry, I thought it was a bit. Um, anyway, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Let's onwards and upwards. Keep it, keep it light. Oh, God. So, the guests on your next live podcast are <laughs> Susie Ruffle and London News. Yes, I listened right. to the London News one. That was a very good one, wasn't that? Oh, mm. yeah, thank very you. Very good one. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's almost damn you, faint praise to say that a guest. <laughs> That is a good one, wasn't it, when you had a, a, a good guest? No, but up. it's true. What's no, amazing no, is we've like, gotten lots of feedback about that one. <laughs> they, everyone brings, like, every single episode feels a bit different because they've just yeah, got yeah, a different... Because uh, they bring a different personality to it. Well, absolutely. In London, what I liked about and London is... Also, a different... People's, people's personalities change, don't they, when they get drunk? 
Very they much. do a bit, yes. <laughs> you so you almost see on? someone like ev- devolve into a monster, while <laughs> especially if you're drinking gin. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. We've had well, we've had a couple of people get pretty drunk, and then but we do edit a little bit around mm. what we say or what. Have they you ever say. had a friend on who, whilst drinking, you were like, they are appalling drunks, <laughs> and I had no idea. No, <laughs> no, I think we're all no. right. But we, we uh, the second recording, which we haven't released yet, of our live show is Olivia Lee, and she was proper smashed. <laughs> so that is going to be a good yeah. end. <laughs> Have you ever had anyone request, like, please don't put that out? Has that ever happened yet? No, you know not yet. No, no, no. If anything, people are like, please keep it in. I don't care. And then we're like, oh, yeah, but you might get arrested or something. That's <laughs> nice. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's plausible that could happen in the future, though, right? That someone just begs you, like, oh, God, please don't put that out. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But the yeah. thing is, you know, we're not out to sort of, like, you know, um, make anybody look stupid. It's kind of the drunk thing is, you know, we get sort of various levels of drunk depending on sort of, like, how we're feeling that day. And it's not a kind of thing. It's not like, like with drunk history, the whole idea is that people say completely fucking and ridiculous mm-hmm. shit but with this it's more that it kind of just takes the ev- edge off a little bit yeah um you know so it's it's not that we want to be like vom- although the first yeah the first um episode that we did after we sort of drank quite a lot afterwards and i remember going home and being sick in the toilet for the uh, fifth time <laughs> that night and toby my boyfriend just standing in the bathroom doorway and he just looked at me and just went this is your job now <laughs> like, oh god <laughs> yeah, it is it could be quite a dangerous it could be like a slippery well, slope for all of you yeah <laughs> Well, on drunk medic, you have a on drunk medic on drunk history. You have a medic on standby who t- who takes a breathalyzer to make sure that you don't go over a certain. Oh wow, is that so you don't go over? I thought I it was to make sure you were. I, I don't wow. think I don't think it's that you don't go over a certain limit. I, th- I can't remember why I was hammered, uh, <laughs> but I can't remember what the purpose. Is. It's just to make sure that you don't. Because uh, uh, in terms of uh, insurance. The the TV company are just basically covering their asses to make oh, sure that. Wow, yeah. But yeah, you that have to sense. every every like half hour or so they take your yeah. Uh, and then also you record it three times. So you record it the first time you record it, you're relatively sober. Oh okay. And then the second time you record it, you're a bit more drunk. And then the third time you're just paralytic, and then they splice it all together. And because and so, they want you to basically be able to tell the Battle of 1066. Ah. Mm-hmm. Is that but the one then, you did? Yeah. Ah. Not, it's not always 1066. <laughs> yeah, that'd be such a boring <laughs> yeah, It was Cronenberg 1666. Brilliant, yes. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, but, uh, but by the time you do the third one, you're literally just making, st- making shit up. And then they just do a combination of three. But that's a bit oh, like gotcha. you doing your double records, isn't it? So by the, f- mm. the first one is kind of like you're getting into it. And then you, yes. What mm. was the unicorn gin like? What makes that so special? Well, it's got like glitter running through it. Is that what of, it is? Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of magical kind of thing about it. And it's. Um, so you shit glitter. <laughs> that's what that's a major <laughs> 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 It's good though. It's good gin. It's like we've had we've had quite a lot of unicorn. Uh, have you had gin. any? I mean, I don't expect you to tell us. Have you, have you been sponsored by anyone who sent you a drink that you have all been, this is awful. This is horrible. No, I Not don't. Yet. I don't think. But we'll no. also pretty much drink anything. Right. Especially yeah. if you drink something else first. We had a coffee <laughs> liqueur, which is sort of like, it, like it's like Kahlua, but it wasn't. And it's just because you guys didn't 
like coffee flavored stuff. So you got anyway, that at all? <laughs> we record at my house, so I'm the one in the most danger. <laughs> one day, a delivery came of a case of beer, and my doorbell rang, and I have an answer phone. So I was like, "Hello," <laughs> and I just heard drunk women. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's us." <laughs> just leave it outside. But so, so the, the so the drinks is it a drinks company that sends you stuff? Or is it different drinks? People? Lots of different drinks. Yeah, companies. we've had a mix. Yeah, we've had lots of different things. Like some, like I just happened to meet somebody who does this. They're called Belfield Brewery, and they do like gluten-free uh, beer up in Edinburgh. And I went to the Edinburgh TV Festival, and they were giving out beers there. And I was like, Oh, do you want to give me some beers for my podcast? And he was like, Yeah, it's fine. And that's really good beer as well. It's really nice. Yeah, um, I'm not even gluten-free, but what so a we treat. Can, <laughs> we can exchange this for goods now. I didn't. Realize, so we can go to the shop and say, Can I have a Freddo? Uh, by the way, I'm going to be on the podcast. <laughs> well, do you know what? I mean, we've been quite surprised. That, like, can we exchange anything? Can we get anything now? Well, not That's that shop. Friendo. Not that shop. Not that shop, because uh, that shop... They didn't even do cherry when Cokes. We, when we first started here, they had a fridge full of uh, cherry Pepsi Maxes. Cherry Pepsi Maxes. And, uh, and week by week, they just got less and less. And then we just realised, they just don't buy any stock in. <laughs> I just, over seven months, I'd bought them all out. And then it's just like, oh, you can't go in there anymore. They don't have any stuff. <laughs> they've got no toilet paper in there they've got no tin foil they've got nothing they've got no washing up it's just people need stuff and they go in they buy it and he doesn't reorder any of it I love that got to go down the road Tesco's isn't it or up the road co-op <laughs> you live right just around the corner didn't you I live just around the corner yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a true crime vlog. are you a fan of all these kind of true crime documentaries is that how you came mm. to it and things yeah, like yeah. I I can remember watching like the Central Park Five is one of the first that I ever watched. It's a, a famous case in New York uh, that Trump was involved with. Actually, mm. he famously took out a, a full page ad um, calling for all these guys to be round up and captured, and they were all falsely accused and coerced into. Oh, wow. uh, Where's that? Is that on Netflix? Is that? Um, oh, it might be on Amazon. I can't remember. I don't know. Check Netflix. It might be on there. But yeah, I've I've always had sort of a fascination fascination and now yeah. it's quite socially acceptable i would have thought like 10 years this ago this is what's interesting it felt man. like yeah. like anyone that was sort of interested and it actually <laughs> would have felt like the kind of thing i'd be i'd feel a bit grubby about watching yeah. like i'm taking some pleasure in it's sort of other people's misfortune yeah. i still remember. feel like that what's the staircase what's the staircase oh, yeah. so uh, i found yeah. that was really kind of like not a fan not a fan of that of one. the of the series in general in, of the series in general, I just found it really. I found them that man really hard to watch, and it it was felt very very biased. And they dragged it out. I don't know so how biased long. I found it. I felt like I thought he was guilty for most of it, and then I, and I talked to someone else, and they were like, because they were watching it, and uh, they were like, I think he's innocent. Yeah. Oh, it didn't even occur to me that he was innocent. But by the and end, then, apparently he was uh, he was dating the editor of the show. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you just think, uh, it's got to be kind of biased. I found that I mean, to be honest, if you're the editor, you're very brave. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even think. Brave. I mean, if anything, you've got a, she's the hero of the story when you look at it. Yeah. Which is, you've yeah. got to go, wow, what an incredible But I was woman. annoyed. It could have been four episodes. That's what annoyed oh, me. Most I just, of, oh, most yeah. of most dragged is that. Out. It was really dragged out. Yeah. Hard work. But then that was like when Making the Murderer, when I was watching <laughs> Making a Murderer, you watched the first episode of Making a Murderer, and uh, I was like, 
well, what are they going to talk about in the next episode? You know, yeah, yeah, and then right. you get to the end of the episode, you go, oh my God! I thought it was going to be like one crime, crime a week. And then you go like, oh my God! It completely. And uh, the one that was really horrible was, I think, Evil Genius. It oh, felt yes. like you were really reveling in yeah. like a whole no. group of people. That was misery. the right length, though. It was only about five episodes, I think, Evil Genius. Or five it was six. the right length, but yeah. just but, but, but I know really, it was just like you were reveling in it. And then the other one, which was what's the one you let me the, the jinx. jinx oh I haven't seen that oh, the jinx oh. the jinx jinx <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, uh, that jinx is um, don't find anything out about that okay and just oh, watch yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah. because yeah. And there's only four somebody right? somebody, somebody um, uh, recommended it to me okay. uh, using uh, the final twist as his <laughs> as his entry point, <laughs> and I was just like. So then I watched. Uh, I was watching it, going, "Well, I know the end. I know the end. Oh, I know the end." The final twist is literally the last ten seconds of the documentary. Yeah. Oh, well. why do people oh. do that? It was really good, though. Yeah, why do people do that? I know it's, it's yeah. a horrible treat. So what it is at the end of the jinx? It's, it's, <laughs> it's like when people say, "Tell your joke, tell your joke about how sugar puffs uh, are called sugar puffs and not honey monster." But you can't do that joke anymore, can you? Now because now they're called honey monsters. Now do that joke. You'll love this. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm I, not saw doing it. it. I saw it in your shadow as well. Oh, yes, no, yes, body bit no, it's really good. Oh. <laughs> it's a good joke. Me too. Um, me too. I've <laughs> But so, so you were talking about the the uh, true crime uh, thing. What yeah. was about the uh, Central Park Five? Mm-hmm. And where I think that's a very it? well done documentary as well. I mean, they vary so much, don't they? Like they're not all good. I think there is an interesting question in there about what is tasteful and and there is more of an acceptance of consuming it. But there are I mean, there are true crime podcasts that are just they go too far for me. Like I can't do sword and scale. They just get into such detail and they'll play like uh, emergency calls and stuff. And, oh, yeah, oh, I think there's something it, it's exploitative at a, at a point. And I think we tend to do historical crimes yeah. and stuff where there's a little bit of distance. Well, where how we much can, distance is is? I mean, I think yeah. it really just it totally depends, doesn't it, on what the crime is. So, like DB Cooper, which is the one we did mm. with London, like the, nobody apart from him jumping off the back of the plane and potentially dying, no one actually died in that story. And that's the seventies. That's relatively yeah. Recent. I knew about that. Well, I'd heard about yeah, that. I yeah, I mean, it's amazing, mm. like the whole thing. And you had Lizzie Borden, that one, which oh, is another yeah. thing. Well, that yeah. was something like I'd heard of it, but I, it was almost listening to it was actually giving me the details, whereas I just know it as uh, Lizzie Borden murdered a mum. That's what that's what the thing is. It's like, right, right. Oh, that, and she's sort of this famous figure, right? But I didn't yeah, know sure. the story. And, and she met her dad as well, so there's loads more to it. But there is, there is that's it. When you hear it, you go in. Actually, there's a lot more to this than yeah. the sort of the general thing you've been told. It's like, oh, well, she killed a mum. But you go. But then it's listen to it. You go, did she? And what's the what's yeah. the what actually happened? Or you just get yeah. told this this truth. Like, and then you have to yeah. sort of slightly unravel it when you're listening to it. I didn't know anything about that case. Like oh, we I got a bit of hate about We that, got a little bit we? of hate. They're like, I can't believe these bitches didn't know the Lizzie Borden case. And we're like, this is where I'm so glad that my historical knowledge sucks. Because every episode is like a big surprise. I'm like, this happened? <laughs> Although we did one, lo- the one we did last night was a story that happened in Edinburgh. And there's a pub named after this, this woman. Mm. And... Um, and I realised that I knew the story that Katie was presenting because I'd read about it on the menu of the pub when I went up there. So <laughs> that was kind of more difficult because you have to sort of. But that's do you know what pub. she didn't do? Yeah. She didn't the spoil it. The pub was called the name. It was called Maggie. It's called Maggie Dixon. Oh right. Yeah, oh. and Maggie. Dixon. I, th- I thought the pub because I know a pub. Right, doesn't matter. <laughs> 
I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so actually, it's better that we don't know a huge amount about all of these cases. Although we're sort of fans of true crime and stuff, like the historical ones, you can just find some really fucked up But shit. also, there must be millions over, if you do yeah. it all time. What I do is, like, Toby yeah. is really, so my boyfriend's really into, um, like, sort of death metal and metal and stuff. And loads of metal bands have the same name as like murderers and stuff so there's Bathory who like Bathory's an amazing case of Lady oh, Bathory okay. you know and, and also there is a there's a band called Lizzie Borden as well I think oh is there really yeah yeah so every so often he'll say oh I'm really into this band and I'll be like are they a murderer because I might I might um, use that I, I, I'm a big fan of Anthony Newley the uh, singer songwriter and a musical <laughs> and uh, he, he mentions Lizzie Borden in one of his songs but just oh, one of his yeah. rhymes is oh, okay. Lizzie Borden massacred her mum it's one of his <laughs> Is it a massacre if you do it to one person? I don't know. <laughs> not no. sure. No. No, I guess not. It's not. But yeah. So. Well. Is it? Can you massacre someone? A single person? No, probably not. No. I think it's... Uh, I mean, they suggest that you're doing it really horribly. It yeah. does. Oh, it? massacred you. It's a strong word. It is. Yeah. For, for a single murder. Yeah. Murder's bad, though, isn't it, guys? Can we agree on that? We oh, do. Sure. We do <laughs> agree on that. We always do. Yeah. Nick? Sorry? Murder. <laughs> Bad is it? Yeah, it's a great event. Yeah, bad. It's uh, three out of five. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, you, can, you couldn't use that on a flyer, but uh, <laughs> I think I think in some ways uh, a massacre is an indiscriminate and brutal murder of many people. Slaughter so of many people. Slaughter of many people. Uh, cool. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, but you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on! You can't go. Massacre is an indiscriminate, no one brutal, knew, Nick. No, one knew. no one could tell. I was reading it. Yeah, but you can't go. Massacre is an indiscriminate and brutal slaughter of many people. So, uh, Hannah, <laughs> you're a big fan of Jane McDonald. That's they do it. They do it on this morning all the time. They do it on the one show. They do it all the time on those shows. They can talk about something really serious. <laughs> Have you ever seen that clip of? Um, Oh, who is it? The is guy it? Blazing Saddles. Um, oh. Who wrote Blazing Saddles? Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is on the one show, and they go from like one really yeah, yeah, yeah. thing to someone thing really bad, and you just hear him. And he just goes, "What is this show? <laughs> <laughs> what is this show?" <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's just the funniest. Oh man. But I think oh. that's, is that a thing that's typical to the UK having those shows that go from incredibly dark? It's, it's, a, it's a prime time. It's like one of the most popular prime yeah. time TV shows. And and it's fucking mental, and, it's a, and nobody ever talks about the fact it's fucking mental. Everyone just like goes, yeah. "Yeah, that's the thing. That's the <laughs> thing." We, talk, we got, uh, we got, uh, uh, we're talking to um, uh, a cancer patient, and now we're going to see a squirrel uh, <laughs> juggling, and, it, and we've got the largest collection of stamps. Uh, and the man actually got crushed to death underneath those stamps. So you can just imagine just how many stamps there were. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> fucking insane. And, and you know, my parents watch it all the time, and uh, and you try and point out to them, you know, it's mental. Yeah. And uh, I think. It, uh, but this show is very much in the tradition of that. It's a tribute to <laughs> those shows in many ways. It's an homage <laughs> to this morning and the one show. That's what I'm getting. That's the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're hoping to be on the one show. That's what we're hoping for. This is basically like a. a a 30-week audition to be <laughs> on the one show, or we also want the Radio 2 breakfast show that Zoe Ball's got. Oh, we yeah. think this will be good. We could do that, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna see if we can get on those. The, the good thing about this is it's midday, and it's around the corner. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, I don't want to do the Zoe Ball one show. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, the, well, the, it's the Zoe Ball one show is not a thing that exists either. <laughs> that is a combination of two, two shows. Yeah. yeah. You guys, I was a little bit more comfortable with Massacre. <laughs> Can we go back to that segue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you both fans of Jane McDonald TV show, the Jane McDonald TV show Cruising? I've uh, never seen it, but, but I, I thought hear. As much. I thought as much. Oh my gosh, I hear about it every time. I just assumed it was Hannah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. What do you like? What do you like well, about Jane McDonald's cruising? cruising? It's called Cruising with Jane McDonald. And is it, is it like the Al Pacino movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar. It's a great movie, ain't you, Cruising? It's a great That's... fucking movie! It's a great movie. It's a terrific movie. I'd recommend it. Um, does Al Pacino at the end, does he, does he do a song at the end? Because <laughs> if he doesn't, it's very similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. I just love it. I just like... I cruising like... is different from The Cruise. With Jane yes, McDonald. yes, that was obviously the first one, the fifteen right? years ago. She is my she's my dream guest for drunk women because oh, she yeah. likes to drink and she's on these cruises and she's just she starts every episode. She starts with uh, she looks in the camera and she goes, "We're going on those holidays. Are you coming?" And then she walks towards the ship and I love it. Every time that starts, I'm like, <laughs> "Fucking in, let's have this." Ironically, no, well, no, no she's just like. Come on. And then at the end, she does this bit at the end, so she does a song at the end as well, which is just awesome. Having a do. It's, it's brilliant. And then at the end, she'll do, it, she'll do some joke at That's the end. Fine. There's always a little sketch at the end where it will end with her just turning to the camera and just shouting, what? And that's how she ends every episode. And there's just something about it that it's Channel 5 and it's they've obviously just said, just make us a show, Jane. And she's gone, I'm just going to do what I fancy. And that's what I love about it. It's nice that she's oh. given the artistic freedom to do whatever <laughs> she likes on Channel 5. She's earned it. She's earned it. She's just she gone on. She just goes on cruises. Would and, you uh, like to write one of her sketches? Um, well, I think it just—they just happen, you know. I don't think there's any writing. No, pre, to it. There's nothing really? pre-planned or, or cynical about Jane McDonald. That's what's—that's what's clever about it. Is that yeah. she just—it's improv'd. It's just improv, and then she goes around with a GoPro at some point. And she's like, right, we're going <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> that is brilliant, though, because she she goes around with In a giant hamster ball going down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> Jane McDonald with a GoPro. <laughs> but she just like so she doesn't have the people with her, so she doesn't have the camera crew. And every sing- I'm sure she edits it as well because every single scene that she does with that is always someone recognising her. So there's about three <laughs> different things. And people go, it's Jane McDonald. She's like, it's me. <laughs> just, oh, I love her with a. I mean, it's a weird. Obsession. I'm a really big fan. <laughs> I saw. Um, it's not James, but I saw, I saw someone who uh, I saw someone who was on Coronation Street once, and I saw her, and I did that sort of double take. But she was sort of very show busy, and as soon as I did a double take, she really kind of made a point of like waving at me, <laughs> and I wasn't going to say anything. I just was like, oh, she's she's off Coronation Street, isn't she? But she had a real like, oh, and I was like, oh, like, hello. Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said anything. It's like because you, you see, it's in London, so you see people go, oh, that's that guy. But it's just that, like, it's almost like my eyes shifted towards her, like, oh, that's her. <laughs> I mean, but then she sort of went from that as if, like, oh, it's me! And I was like, oh, hello. I was in, uh, <laughs> I was in Westfield Shopping Centre and I saw one of my mates, uh, so I waved at them. And then it turned out it was Dean Gaffney. <laughs> and uh, I just recognised him off the telly. I said hello to a girl once who I went to school with on the tube. And she said to me, she said, oh, hi. And as I went past, I realised that she was off Grange Hill. <laughs> and she wasn't, she wasn't, I didn't go to school with her at all. But I thought, nice. good, good on her, that she sort of, she t- certainly took it like, oh, hey, 
<laughs> and I, it was that we think she must get that all the time. I think, mm-hmm. and it must just be everyone must think she was at school with them. Yes. Like, oh hey, yeah. how you doing? She's like, oh not bad, hi, and she just carried on walking. It was only that kind of it was a really normal interaction. She wasn't like you don't know me, or she just took it in her She's stride. She's professional, absolutely. Is she still working now, or has she opened a key cutting place? She's she's working, but not as an actress. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, but uh, what what's she meant to do? <laughs> you, you, you didn't say. You didn't say. Hi, we went to school together. You just recognised her for things. So as far as she's oh, concerned, yeah, she you think. only recognised her from the TV. That's right. Right. You didn't have. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't know. Oh, bloody hell! He said hello to me because he thinks we went to school together. <laughs> She didn't have that it's much true. of the story. It's you true. said hello, and she said hello back. So maybe just politeness. She was just being polite. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, I like I liked her anyway for it. I thought I respect her, even if it's just for being polite, being a nice human being. Christ. Goes the wrong way. <laughs> anyway, Jane McDonald TV show crews. Where can you watch that? Channel Five, mate. Every day. Every day. If it's not every like day, me. is it? Is it every day? <laughs> no, it's once but a week. I could say it on my skybox and I could tape you it. Could. It does actually sound like my sort of. <laughs> Do you know what? It's just like. How long is each episode? Oh, half an hour. Is it a commercial oh, half think, hour? 22 minutes? I think it might be an it's commercial hour. Oh, wow. 42 yeah. minutes. Strapping. <laughs> 45 minutes. What's a commercial hour? I think it's 42 minutes, you know. Something like that, I'm yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think it's 42 good. minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Yes, <laughs> I think uh, it is. Four. <laughs> If it's a Netflix hour, that's an hour. Yeah, long hour, isn't it? One, know. one of the ones on here, one of the things you're also a fan of, tasty videos on YouTube, isn't that? <coughs> I don't know what that means. What's a tasty video? Oh, guys, wow. You're gonna you're gonna have a very good night now watching okay. these. It's just a so it's a channel and they make different recipes. A channel tasty. It's a YouTube channel called Tasty. Okay. Called Tasty, and they make different recipes, but it's all sped up so you don't have to sit there. You don't see anybody's face. You just see oh, their I know, hands I know doing the ones. It. Yeah, I I can watch so many of those in a row. I think it's like getting a massage. What is it? Just hands. Yeah, it's just their hands doing it. And it's edited really quick, it's, so it'll be like a minute long, and you'll yeah. learn how to make, you know, like Time deep lapse. dish apple pie with, you know, refrigerated dough, and you just add some apples. And it's a time lapse video where, they, where they basically There's you've the got word. a camera set up, and then they do it, and then you get it on your sort of like Facebook timeline where yeah. here's a new recipe, and they do this thing. But yeah, I, yeah, I love the yeah, I, I love those videos. It's yeah. just weird. They put my my head into this very happy place. <laughs> I've never <laughs> made anything, and Have I love not? to cook. No, I love to cook. I did one the other day whereby I saw that if you like freeze an egg. Then you can take off the shell of the egg, and then you can cut it, and then fry little tiny fried eggs. Oh, that makes sense. Because I've, sounds... I've done that by accident before, <laughs> where I've, I've put the setting of my fridge too high, and it's come oh, up. And you get this, and it's oh. a weird-looking thing. Yeah, it's like... it is like a sort of, uh, you know, I know you you can't handle eggs, can you? I hate eggs. Reference to eggs, but it is like oh. a clear sort of. I fucked up again. I, I don't think. know. <laughs> I guess it is just an egg shape. Ten shaped years later, you're still fucking up. <laughs> get out. I'll fill the next 15 minutes myself. Oh, <laughs> no, 15? Fucking hell. No, no. <laughs> no, <I do. laughs> um, uh, go on, t- keep Sorry, talking yeah. about your eggs. <laughs> no, I was just saying I've accidentally frozen an egg where it comes out as a sort of... It's weird, isn't it's it? It's an odd-looking thing. It's not very appetising. But I wouldn't have thought to chop it up. I'm not sure I'd want to. It felt like I should definitely bin this. Yeah, it I looks know. like a horrible thing. I, lost I don't know own. why, but as you're telling this story, doesn't he remind you of Steve Buscemi? <laughs> like playing a character talking about like a frozen egg once. <laughs> Is that just me? I mean... Well, that's. Do you know what? I've had it before. Have you? I've had it before. It's a good thing. Loves, loves a little sure. buchemi. 
I like him. With his frozen eggs. Yeah. Well, that's it. It could be in a script, couldn't it? Could be yeah. in someone's screenplay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one of Jane McDonald's, maybe. <laughs> Jane McDonald's what? screenplay? Yeah. She's she, on a cruise writing a screenplay. Jane and McDonald's evening, and Steve She Buscemi. sings. <laughs> maybe if Jane McDonald, maybe if on one of her cruises there was a murder. Oh. And Jane McDonald had to go around the cruise singing and solving. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it can be called. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't one of the singing Pyros on a cruise? Oh, I imagine it is actually. Uh, Death in Death Venice. Death on the Nile? Death is on it? the Nile. Yeah. Also, like Speed. Death in Venice three. is not Pyro. Jane McDonald. Speed, three. Speed, speed two. Speed two. Speed two. Snooze control. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, uh, oh my God, there's a boat that's travelling at 20 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, speed two. But that's not about a murder mystery and it's not about Jane McDonald. Well, perhaps Jane McDonald no, could play Hercule Poirot. They could do a gender switch Ooh. and have a, as the new I sort mean, of. David Suchet's finished, isn't he? He's finished as Poirot. Yeah. So you've got a new, need a new Poirot. So, Jay McDonald. David Sachet, as I call him. <laughs> um, got any salt, David? <laughs> got, any, got any miniature salt and pepper, yeah. David? David Sachet. I don't know if it's... I don't know if, it's, <laughs> I don't know if this is worse than what Jay McDonald would have written. <laughs> no, is that not one of the sketches limited. she would do? But what you should do is you yeah, should just similar. basically take all of those things, you know, take all them films and put Jay McDonald in them. Jay McDonald on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then do like musicals, but take all the music out as an extra kind of like twist. So she. <laughs> yeah, so, so she's. Jay McDonald's West Side Story, but there's no singing. Yeah. <laughs> she plays every character. Jay McDonald on her own upper building, uh, trying to uh, fight terrorists. Jane Hard, that would be good. <laughs> Oh. Jane McDonald. <laughs> right, come on, we have, more like, come on, show some respect. More like Nick Hard. Oh, <laughs> oh god, I've just come with it. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, love, I love the idea. Of Jane McDonald off a building. Uh, Jane McDonald yeah. uh, in one, one side, <laughs> one side of the country, uh, quite bereaved, and on the other side of the country, Jane McDonald is listening to uh, a phone in where Jane McDonald phones in and uh, talks about <laughs> her, her recent bereavement. And then Jane McDonald goes, "I like the sound of this, Jane McDonald," and uh, she goes uh, across country to visit. Uh, to start spying and stalking on Jane McDonald's, <laughs> Jane McDonald's kids. I'm trying to work um, out which, what this is. It's, uh, it's Sleeps in Seattle. Oh, okay. But what would you call that? <laughs> I thought that was going to be a really good pun at the end of this. No, yeah, I, was hoping, I was hoping for something. I was trying <laughs> to think, where's this going? Where's this going? Uh, I like Jane McDonald's. Sure. Yeah, me too. I, I, I watch cruising. Not that you've come in to promote <laughs> cruising. I feel like I have a little bit, but yes. I mean, we're on Tasty Videos, sorry. <laughs> There's not much to say about them. It's a no, very really visual good. thing. Really good. Check them out. I bet someone <laughs> slowed them down. I bet he's no, they're quick. I bet somewhere on YouTube there's one where you can watch it for like seven hours that's just super slow. No, that sounds Someone awful. Someone cracking no, no, an no. egg. Why'd you keep going on about eggs? <laughs> because, because most people aren't afraid of eggs. <laughs> I'm not afraid of them. I find them just so fucking physically disgusting. Just everything about them makes me feel physically sick. Even when they're cooked. 
just yes even when they're cooked especially when they're cooked when people eat them when people go on and on and on about them when people start <laughs> talking about them oh I love an egg do you <laughs> fuck off <laughs> Easter must be a really hard time Easter is really hard because I'm not eating chocolate either oh fucking my Mate, chocolate in the shape did of you, an egg did you listen to our last episode with Jenny Eclair because we no, talk about a, oh, we talk about a witch who um, well, it, it has a very graphic egg portion that I'm a bit... We should put a trigger warning on it just it for should. Nick. <laughs> it's only because you've gone on and on about it in this one, but eggs are associated <laughs> with evil, isn't it? Like the witch in Robert Prince well, if you're Steve. a fan of eggs, if someone came on, I'm a fan of eggs and I want to talk about eggs. Uh, well, they run past two we book and to <laughs> do we ever say so, and I would just say absolutely not. We're not having them in. <laughs> we should do a game because we've got to finish oh, slightly fuck. early. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I've got to press a button. Okay, this is so. What this game is? Uh, this game is better or worse? Where on. you two have to decide whether. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Right, okay, go for it. <laughs> we, we we we're gonna play a game. This game, better or worse, and you have to decide whether the person afterwards is better or worse than the person before it. Starting with Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. Okay. She's your first one. That's a pretty high is card. Is Ted there, Danson Matt. better or worse than Salma Hayek? What was the second one? Uh, Ted Danson. Oh, it's better. Better. Oh, gosh, better. Yeah. He better. is better. He is better. <laughs> yeah. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Okay. Better or worse than Ted Danson? Worse. Julie Andrews. Yeah, I really like Ted Danson. Yeah. I really the like. Good it's place. a high card. Yeah, it's, it's a high, a high card. card. It's a high I think card. That's absolutely insane. Julie yeah. Andrews is much. Julie Andrews. I've never seen Sound of Music, so. Oh well, <gasps> fucking hell. Wow. It's not our fault but then still. that you're <laughs> fucking your life up. Oh, Jesus Christ. But you'd see it if Jay McDonald was in it. <laughs> and Ted Danson. Um, oh, that's actually not a bad remake. It's better than that. Ted Danson. Is Harvey Keitel better or worse than Julie Andrews? Worse. worse. Oh, worse. Worse, yeah. Is Cary Grant better or worse than Harvey better. Keitel? Better. 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 yeah. Is Tina Turner better or worse than Cary Grant? Better. better. Oh, you can't have equal, can you? It's tough. I mean, they're both fucking high cards, but fucking hell, Tina Turner. Tina She's Trump's good. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go Cary Grant. Oh. I, 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 I don't blame you. I think it's just that. It's like, oh, it's so level. And is James Stewart better or worse than Tina Turner? Worse. 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 Let's say better. Let's say better. Oh. I love James Stewart. Yeah, but you're very much speaking about an era there, aren't you? Yeah, I am, yeah. Is, <laughs> I'd say own. James Stewart and Cary Grant are interchangeable <laughs> to a certain point. Is Mark yes. Wahlberg better or worse than James Stewart? Worse. 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 You can say anyone. Is Viola <laughs> Davis better or worse than Mark Wahlberg? Better. 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 <laughs> and is Penelope Cruz better or worse than Viola Davis? Worse. Worse. Worse, yeah, worse. Yeah. I like her. <laughs> I like her. Well, the game's awesome. Yeah. Um, I put Penelope Cruz uh, and uh, and Tom Cruise and Jane McDonald. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she could call it schmoozing and cruising. <laughs> <laughs> that was a six pointer. Six points. Ooh. Which means you are equal with Colin Holt. Very nice. Andy Kindler. Excellent. Marek Larwood. Another Isle of Wight boy. Very nice. <laughs> Susie Porter. Lucy Porter. Lucy Porter. <laughs> Susie Porter. Who's that? Um, Richard Sandling. Mark <gasps> Simmons. And David Trent. Wow. Equal. Equally as good as them. But you, are, but you are worse than uh -oh. <laughs> quite, a, quite a, lot a lot of people. Lot of people. There's um, a very small list of there's three people that have been worse than you. Yeah, so oh, you're fun. better than Yasmin, Yasmin Akram, Akram with five. Jack Barry with okay. four. 
And Sam Asher is with three. 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 Imagine getting three. Imagine getting three. I say it almost every week. I cannot believe it. Uh, It is all based on. It's it's Uh, it's entirely based on my own opinion. It's a bit of fun. It's entirely based on Nat's own opinion. So we can't take it that seriously. I can watch tasty videos and play that all day. Like, that's (laughs) my idea. You can do both at the same time. (laughs) Sure. You can have it fed into your ear. Yeah. We've misjudged this slightly because. we played the game too early now. <laughs> we well, we had to finish early. We're yeah, finishing. But now, yet. what are we going to do for the next fucking. Just sit in we silence. We can't start up a sit new conversation. Silence. What is your favourite film, Hannah? Oh, my favourite film? Uh, Wicker Man, probably. That's probably. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. Absolutely brilliant. Fucking Why didn't we do this? <laughs> We've been on Jane McDonald for half an hour. Oh, fucking, I have to I say like Jane, We Man. never talk about Jane McDonald, though. No, we have mentioned the fucking Wicker <laughs> Man. We watched it last week. She could remake The Wicker Man. I'd watch it. I'd definitely watch that. We'd watch it. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> the song's in The Wicker Man as well. She could sing yeah. one of the songs. Gently, Johnny. She could do all that. God, I love it. I what's, love it. Yeah. what's your favourite film, Taylor? Oh, that's tough. I'd probably say City of God. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's great a great film. movie. The Brazilian film? Mm-hmm. I've not seen it. Oh, it's very good. Oh, I don't think I've seen it. It's that heavy, but music. it's amazing. It's an amazing <laughs> They made it into film. a TV series as well, didn't they? They did. What? It's a, a TV, TV series, series based on oh, it. Oh, I don't know if I approve. It was like that. a spin-off. Mm. Right, I think it's made by the same people. It's like this is England. It's like more tales, more tales of. Okay, what is it on? I don't know. Oh, it was out ages ago. It was yeah, out yeah. before Netflix. Wow, that has oh. pa- that totally passed me by. Um, hmm. And your live podcast is on the sixth of December. Yes, indeed. And if people wanted to get tickets for it, where would they get tickets at? On the Pleasant website. Yeah, I'd say that's. I think that's Google. The Pleasants. Yeah. Co- www. How many live shows do you do? <laughs> well, we've only that. This will only be our second. Um, so, but we're thinking of booking some more. And we're probably going to do Edinburgh as well. Do you prefer the, the live ones? Um, well, they've been really, really good fun, but they're, they're a little bit more high stressed, you know, compared to doing uh, ones just in uh, Taylor's living room. Yeah, really but different feel, but they're very fun. They yeah. are fun. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do all of them live because I think that suddenly you're, we'd have to do every single one live mm. um, and they ha- yeah they do have a different feel but they are fun it's good fun yeah um, um, and also it's a lot of organisation isn't it it is yeah. a bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like to leave my house that much okay. too many times just around the corner from mine so uh, thanks for coming in thank you uh, very much for joining us lovely talking us. to you both you too. Uh, it's Likewise. all forgiven Hannah oh and, thank um, you it's all good yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm truly sorry on behalf of Richard whose pro- problem it was I mean he did that so sure <laughs> I mean blame the guy that's not here <laughs> You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.